sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Uh, speaking of masks, actually, I just got these the other day. I didn't open them up yet. There you go. Wow. Oh, now, th- those, were, those were actually done pre-COVID just to hide your face when you go to a Giants game. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Now they actually work better for you. That's right. All right, everybody. Welcome out to the log room. It is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Jersey Johnny coming at you with me as always are Mr. Radio Pete, Mr. Harry Lugnut, say hello, guys. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello, guys. Um, it is the day before New Year's Eve. Mm. And, um, yes. and it's the, it is two days before, a day and a half before, I want to say, uh, before 2021. So will 2021 be better than 2020? Who knows? Mm. God, let's hope so. Not for a while, though. Overall, I'd say yes, but you know, it's like it's the clock's not going to hit, you know, twelve oh one, and then everything's fine now. We it's can like, all go outside and get strangers, and of course, of course, of course, shared not. straws that are going to be plastic again. You know, this is not going <laughs> to happen overnight. No. It's going to take a little while. It'll take a bit. It'll take a bit. I got a yeah. feeling that's going to take a little bit longer than 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 everybody hopes. Speaking of uh, straws, and not to get off topic because that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> kudos to Taco Bell for uh giving out a plastic straw that breaks when you rip the top of the paper off really when you you try and drink out of it you get that you know that sort of of, uh, wow it's a plastic straw and if you like bend it or move it or like look at it uh with a harsh glare then it just goes crack so um both joy and then immediate sadness thanks for the straws turn it around though though. i had a uh had a life-defining moment at a drive-thru of a Taco Bell about 23 years ago, maybe. I thought you said minutes ago. No, and I it was late at night, and I drove up. I had already ordered my food, and I drove up to the pickup window. Mm-hmm. And through the pickup window, I could see my food being made. And I saw a caulk gun come out. Oh, I, yeah. saw, I saw somebody with not the best hygiene wipe his nose and then uh, continue to make my food using a caulk gun. Yeah. And... I drove away, and I've never eaten fast food again. And uh, I mean, least, fast food. Well, I might have had one or two things, but certainly not Taco Bell. I haven't had it since then. And uh, it was just it was just one of those game life changing moments where I'm just like, hmm, maybe this isn't such a great idea. Yeah. Well, I've seen the caught guns before. They're full of sour cream. I yeah. I had a hope. I had a similar yes. experience where the one time I actually went inside a Taco Bell and I saw them making the food. Mm-hmm. And since that day, I will not eat sour cream unless it comes out of a caulking gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I you know, mean, so I, 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 I thought you were going to break stones. You won't thought, eat that. It has yeah. to be in a caulk gun. I thought you were going to yeah. say you went to Home Depot and bought a caulk gun and were disappointed that it, didn't have, that it, <laughs> it didn't did not have sour cream, cream in it. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, where's the sour cream? Section? Yeah, that, that would have. You thought that it wasn't, it wasn't, it was it wasn't necessarily the caulk gun. It was just the whole. Yeah, no, it's it the if whole you thing. Ever, if you ever want to not eat Taco Bell ever again, watch. Uh, I mean, that movie. was rare. That I, I think they outlawed mm-hmm. actually being able to see them 
make the food through the window, but right. go inside yeah. and just watch the operation for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it was, something, like, go, oh, it was something about the fluorescent lights and the horrible, like, pink, tan-colored walls and the yeah. dirty tile floor and the and juggalo the making my... Stuff that falls off the line and they just kick yeah. it behind them to... Yeah. yeah, pretty, uh, yeah. It was... Yeah. Um, there were a lot of hard drugs since then nothing so, against taco bell no uh, no but a lot of those memories of my going inside have sort of faded away so mm -hmm. right yeah but now i have the straw thing and that that could be a deal breaker too that could be a deal breaker absolutely um yeah you know what i news uh, just <laughs> there's there's probably a lot of restaurants you could go in and if you're watching them make the food you're gonna leave oh, yeah, that's why uh, you don't want to watch the sausage <laughs> being made yeah right. yeah but the, you know they 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 have a giant window. It's like going to the aquarium. Hey, look at us! So I chose not to. And, and, and speaking of questionable behavior, um, how about uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins? He's now working at Taco Bell. He's now working at Taco he's, Bell. He's, yeah. in, he's in charge of in, improving their straw strength. Uh, that's, that's that's what it is. That's he's gonna that's put his um, uh, plastics engineering degree. To good work now. Is that what he, is that what he got it? I State. believe that's that was his major. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh -huh. Um, at the Ohio State. Yeah. I just I just wish Daniel Jones was as much of an idiot as Dwayne Haskins. You know, I got to tell you, I, you're maskless with a stripper at a private party. Yeah. Right. I uh, mean, if you're gonna be with a stripper, keep your mask on. Take your pants well, off, but leave your mask on. <laughs> leave the mask yeah. on. You might want to put oh. a mask on your pants too, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Yeah, Who is the guy that stole the crab legs? I don't know. Stole the crab legs. It was an NFL quarterback. No, 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 no. And he got in trouble. It was a number of years ago. Is this, is this, is this like it sounds like a Johnny Manziel thing. Yeah. It wasn't Manziel. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, uh, was it Cam Newton? I want to say Deshaun Watson. but It was somebody who was still in college at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was coming out, and there were all these questions about his attitude and all that. And I think he turned out to be an okay quarterback. I don't know. Maybe he's out of the league now. I can't remember who it was. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Okay. So Dave Campanelli said that? Jameis Winston stole the crab leg. I, I remembered something. There you go. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Haskins just needs a little bit more maturity. Yeah, so maybe he's going to be like Jameis Winston and be a backup quarterback somewhere. Right. Yeah, sure. Man, listen, it's uh, not a bad living. Um, uh, on that note with uh, Dave Campanelli, too, he also is uh, – he's going on a limb and saying the Bills are Super Bowl champs. Oh. I don't know whether my jersey made something – uh, made him think that, but uh, – or, or maybe their play the other night. I, mean, I, th I think point. they have the best chance of beating Kansas City other than Green Bay. Other than Green Bay, yeah. I, I, I think if it's – well, you know what I've said the whole season. It's going to be Green Bay and Kansas City, and that's I'm still sticking to that, and I think Green Bay is going to win based on how they perform. But we'll talk more about that later. Speaking of uh, speaking of Haskins, though, what, how does uh, you know uh, how would he look? Uh, you think you think the Pats will pick him up? <laughs> Wait, so but here, l let me ask you something because I'm, yeah. I'm a little—I don't know all the details on all this stuff. I'm, okay. I'm a little behind on my maskless athletes hanging out with strippers. Okay. But wasn't James Harden maskless hanging out with strippers last week as well? Um, yeah, yeah, but his he, wife he was, was there too. His wife was there. Is Dwayne Haskins married? I don't think so. Well, you need one in order to do that. That's the point. Uh, is it is is it a 
Is it a little bit of a double standard? If if Dwayne, if, if if he was a better quarterback, would would we be looking past this a little bit? All right, all right, oh, all right, so all right, so throw this out there. If if Drew Brees or Tom Brady, well, I was going to say if Tom Brady was maskless hanging out with strippers, Giselle would beat the shit out of him. But that's besides the point. Yeah, he would um, need a mental examination. He, he, yes, absolutely. But everybody were, everybody gets tired of who they're with. <laughs> if he were, if he were, uh, yeah, I think it would be overlooked. I do. Yeah. Um, but well, it's, that's that's kind of the I, I guess the question for me is has he shown enough that he will be forgiven and getting a, and get another chance with somebody? Oh, he'll get another chance. Yeah, I, I think he will too. Somebody's going to want him, right? Yeah, yeah. But how smart does? Uh, hey, I wouldn't. Well, first of all, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Jones picks him up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we've we've let people back in the game who have killed dogs. So I I, I think Maskless with a stripper falls somewhere below. Yeah. Having having an illegal dog fighting ring. True. Well, and you know, if it wasn't, uh, if we weren't in a pandemic, right. yeah. Well, then, if we weren't you in know, a pandemic, they would, then they, half then the they might have been with him. Well, then they would go. Well, you know, he's a young man. He's going to make mistakes, and you know, nobody died because of it. But if, if it was Charles, you know, if it was Charles Barkley, he'd get a raise and more airtime on inside the NBA. I think him letting go had more to do with his horrible play on the field than not wearing a mask with the stripper. That was his second offense, right? Did what, he have bad attitude or something? The, he, the he's first had a bad time? attitude. Yeah, he tweeted. He took some selfie during when he got benched from a game, or I, I forget the story, but. But with oh, all yeah, that, they wanted to put him in to take a kneel down or something, and he was taking a selfie with a fan. Yeah, that's what it was. It was uh, you know, like that's the worst thing for the guy who's never going to play to to actually build a little rapport with the fans. Okay, all right, not, but it's the you know it's the last. There's little literally, I think there were two seconds left in the game, right? And they had to run a play. Yeah, put the kid in to make the you know let the and, let the uh, punter go out and take a knee. Who cares? Yeah, Somebody no, has to so, get under center and take a knee. But now, of course, it's magnified because he was, you know, did something else stupid. And I don't. I, were they looking to get rid of him just to avoid controversy? Probably because he wasn't there. He 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 got drafted before before this regime was there. Right, this regime is new. You know, Ron Rivera and, and all of them. They weren't. They, well, the, but the owner he wasn't was. their guy. And it was the owner. The owner was. Well, yeah, it's it's Dan Snyder. Obviously, had was there. But look, um, he had a great senior year at Ohio State. Yeah, and but that kind of was it, though. I mean, how how That's how he played. Do the Giants look smart now for taking Daniel Jones over Quinn no. Haskins? Though? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Don't hold back. The Tell us how you really feel about no. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is too fucking slow and boring. He he would trip get on his way to the to the strip club in the parking lot and <laughs> drop his mask. <clears throat> it would fall off. So it would well, fumble it. Pick, so he would fumble, pick, he would trip and fumble his mask is what you're trying to trip say. and drop his mask and then right. someone else would take it and run the other way. All right. Well, let's let's get into the Giants. They they won four in a row. Now they lost three in a row. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, what, what, what's with this team? Was it smoke and mirrors? Was the four in a row smoke and mirrors? Yes. Was was the they beating, got the, they got beating the Seahawks? Does, were the Seahawks just not there that day? Did they are yeah. there the whole? Uh, I mean, look look at Cleveland this week. On any given Sunday, somebody yeah. forgets to play. I would say you mean you're not giving kudos to the Jets. No, you, you oh, they played better. Give them some credit. They they won. But. Yeah, just like I gave the Giants credit for you know they you still have to show up and and play, but right, I you know. You're you. I remember a couple weeks ago. Oh my God, the Giants are back. Joe Judge is the new Bill Parcells, and and I was just like, yeah, they're they're right on track to do the, to have the same exact record they had last year oh, yeah. with the oh. same. And, and did they get a little better? I don't know. 
Well, the defense certainly looks a little better than it did last year, doesn't it? It looked okay. It didn't. It didn't look great last week. That's no, for sure. No, it definitely didn't look good. Yeah, last I week, mean, but... against a team whose offense was um, let Jackson run the ball, right? And the Giants couldn't seem to stop him. Look, I, I think you could say that the win against the Seahawks. Obviously, we were calling that uh, an anomaly, right? I would say maybe that gets downgraded to kind of a fluke. Gotcha. No you longer know? an anomaly. It's more of a fluke. It's yeah, not, it's, an anomaly is. Is better for the in the Giants case or worse than a fluke? I think it's. I think an anomaly is better than a fluke. Right. Okay. To me, you had more to do with the anomaly. It was more. You. It was more because of you. Okay. And the so, fluke. So we're, was, so we're so we're downgrading it for the Giants. To we're downgrading fluke. it for the Giants. Yes. I got you. Yeah. I agree. I agree and with and that. certainly for the. I mean, for the Seahawks, you could say it was an anomaly too. But they haven't exactly. You know, they started out hot and have uh, struggled of late too. But. Right. You know, I, I think it's less indicative of, of where the Giants are than we might have thought previously, I guess. It's maybe a better way to say it than stick a bunch of labels on it. Mm-hmm. I got you. Dave Campanell just wrote in, not the Giants' def- not the Giants defense fault when the offense can't put points on the board. How true is that? Yeah. How true well, is we, that? We, yeah, I mean, de- the Giants definitely need more help on offense than they do on defense. I think their defense is mediocre. I think their offense is one of the worst in the league, and it's been that way all year. Now, you could argue their best player has been hurt, but right. we'll see. We'll see. They need a lot of help at offensive line. I think they need a new offensive coordinator, to be quite honest with you. And um, we'll see. Well, let's talk about that. Is is Jason Garrett on the uh, on the chopping block? What do you think? Probably not, because I think the expectations were so low, and there's there's a lot of excuses that could be made, legitimate and not so legitimate. Right. Um, you know, the Giants have some decisions to make on the offensive line. Do they bring Nate Solder back if he's interested next year in coming back? Do they move um, what's his name from left tackle to to right tackle? Do they put? I mean, they need a, their offensive line still. It's improved. It's but, improved, but it's still suspect to a point. But they, they it's still suspect, and I think they need to. I think they need to hit. You know anything they have draft wise, I think they need to go after some offensive line. Absolutely, and, which and, should be which should be there. I mean, they yeah. should be able to get the best offensive lineman in the draft is it a waste taking it out with the first pick i don't think so with no, their first I, pick i don't think so I, I agree and this is and this is part and parcel of the offensive line right there first half last week giants had three minutes and 26 seconds time yeah their, def- the their defense was on the field a lot yeah. and um no i think the defense has improved and there's some gr- the giants have some great players who i think are gonna are young and could and are gonna be the anchor for that defense for a long time right they, they don't have what the what the Giants have always had, at least the let's put it the last 15, 20 years of New York Giants. They've always been able to have a pass rush. Right. And they just don't quite have that this year. And I think their secondary is getting overworked. And I think that they're having to cover for long periods of time because they just don't seem to have the pass rush that they've had in years past. Right. I agree. And, 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 and sometimes they're very good at it, too. Mm-hmm. One thing they did extremely well in that Seattle game, they weren't getting to Russell Wilson, and he was standing back there for three, four, you know, maybe five seconds or moving moving around a little bit as he does, but having time to throw and not having anyone to throw, too. So, right. you know, there's some well, talent. They have, they have really athletic linebackers. Blake Martinez is, I think, one of the best in the league. They, have a, they, they, they look good in nickel and dime scenarios. I just they they don't have that ability to pressure the quarterback as much. Right. And and in today's NFL, if you don't do that, I don't care how good your DBs are, it's going to come back to haunt you. 
Yeah. Well, you know what though? It's it. Their 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 defensive backs are are dialing in. They need an edge rusher. I think their defense is pretty much. I mean, I'm not going to say they're 100 there. Obviously, there's always room for improvement, and these guys do need to improve. But I think these particular guys can improve. But I think they definitely do need to add an edge rush, a, a, an edge rush threat. You know, if they if they got if, if they were able to get Chase Young last year, forget about that defense right now. You know, I, you know. But then again, they wouldn't have had uh, they wouldn't have had Andrew Thomas, and he has come along this year, uh, and in in shoring up that offensive line. But you know what? As far as the as far as Jason Garrett goes, my my take on it is they they had no preseason. Uh, you know, they had no prep for the year. He lost Saquon Barkley in the second game. And and the other fact that it mattered, too, is, and this is something to think about, um, uh, which we call it, da- Daniel Jones had Pat Shermer last year. Now he has Jason Garrett this year. Now he replaced Jason Garrett. That's his third offense yeah. in three years, and he's in his first three years in the league. You can't do that to the kid. I'm not sure he's going to amount to anything. You know, he's got to have a little consistency, and hopefully it works. So. And I think they'd like to see what, uh, Garrett can do with uh, Saquon Barkley with with an actual running game too. Right. I, I would tend to think they would want to give him an opportunity to uh, yeah to coach yeah. that squad. You know, assuming everybody's you know, knock wood, if everybody and, stays healthy. And you know what? He's 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 an ownership favorite. You know, Garrett. I mean, he he played for the Giants. He's he's a local guy. You know, he grew up in New Jersey. Uh, his his father was uh, was a coach on the Giants years ago. So. Um, yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's, you know, I mean, he may, he may go somewhere after next season. If, if he proves himself, maybe he gets a head coaching job somewhere, you know, but I I think that's the only way he's leaving unless he just lays a complete egg next year, you know, with everybody back, but we'll see what happens. Um, so so what do we see shaking down for the most exciting division in football? As far as I'm concerned, as far as the playoffs here, I mean, uh, look, the the Giants are a game behind Dallas, right? Right. Uh, But I think that they do they have well, they have the they have the if they they win this one, they then they have the edge, right? They have they they have the edge over Washington. They have the edge over Washington. Yes, if the Giants win and the Eagles win, the Eagles beat Washington and the Giants win. The Giants win the division. The Giants win the division. They win the division. And they they lose and the Eagles win. The Cowboys win the division. If if Washington wins, that's all Washington has to do is win. They don't need Washington any help from anybody the, else. Uh, they have they the have, tiebreaker over everybody. They have the advantage because they have uh, they have the tiebreaker over Dallas. So all they need to do, they're the only ones in control. They all they have to do is win, and then they're in. So the only team in the in the NFC East, and the, on the last week of the season, that it is definitely out are the Eagles. Everybody yeah. else is possible. And is that in. tie did not come back to. In fact, you could say if that tie was a win, then if that tie was a win, they'd be right in it. And with they'd everybody be right else. In, the, in the bag uh, sure. as well. Yeah, but it didn't come back to haunt it to anybody. Exactly. So if, if Washington wins, they win. If Washington, Washington wins, wins, they're in. They win. Washington loses. It's whoever wins the Giants Dallas game wins the division. Yeah, so. I mean, I still think I, I I predicted this a few weeks back when I think their chances were three percent, and I thought Dallas is still the best team in this division. Dallas could very easily win, and Dallas and they and win. they could. Especially, you know, but Washington should you be think, able to beat the, the Philly. And look, whoever wins, <laughs> whichever one of those three teams wins the division, they're losing the following week. You know, maybe they sneak out a wild card game win. Maybe, depending on the other team and how they're playing. But and we don't even know who that is yet. But wouldn't that be something? That would be. Could, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? But uh, oddly enough, though, on the other side of the coin, 
All right? If the Giants lose, if the Giants lose, nope, it doesn't matter what Eagles do. If the Giants lose, if the Falcons, Texans, Eagles, and Bengals win, well, I guess it doesn't matter what Washington does, but if the Falcons, Texans, Eagles, and Bengals all win, the Giants wind up with the third pick in the draft. Third pick in the draft. So they could, on one weekend, the last weekend of the season, they could either win the division or have the third pick in the draft. <laughs> Welcome to 2020, folks. Yeah, really. So. I'm, ho- I'm, 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 I'm hoping for the third pick in the draft. I, <laughs> well, that's that. I heard that's a good I, question. What do you want to do? Do you want to yeah. win the division? I, I heard. I heard Duke has an offensive lineman that's really uh, outstanding. Duke, I, don't, I, don't I heard he, they have a, a special a, teams coach that a, they look in the draft. Backup punter is what they have. <laughs> yeah. need. But uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> It's just so so ridiculously odd. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But there, there's, hey, you know what? there's there's a there's a right guard who's playing for Georgetown right now. Who's uh, you know not on anybody's not on anybody's radar. Red-shirted freshman. Right. Yes. Exactly. So well, hey, we'll we'll see what happens after this weekend. But you know what? I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? I'm not even going to say the Giants. Whoever wins the division, whichever one of the Giants, Dallas, or Washington wins the division on Sunday. Could you imagine them going deep in the playoffs just as a fluke? Just they, they just start playing good football right at the sure. At the it is twenty twenty. Why not? Right. Why the hell not? And uh, you know, twenty twenty, the the, the the team that's six and nine goes to you know the NFC Championship game or or the Super Bowl and yeah. loses to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> well, listen, you know, by, 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 by missing a by missing a field goal, wide right. Right, yeah, there you Washington's go. got a pretty, pretty darn good defense. You know, they yeah. that could carry them depending on who they play. Depends on who they play, exactly. Who's their quarterback going to be this week? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what's his name? Um, Alex uh, Heineke. Heineke, I think his name is that going to be Smith. I don't know. No, uh, no, he's he's out, he's hurt. Yeah. yeah, if he, I mean, if he doesn't get back, then obviously they're not going anywhere. But no. if he gets back in time for the playoffs, they they could they could win a game. This is true. Who knows? Two, we'll see what two, happens. Two days ago, Alex Smith was reportedly expected to start. So, mm. <laughs> uh, you, well, you, know, you know that's rock solid and reliable. If the yeah. Giants clinch, they play the Bucks in the first round. Brady's nightmare. Mm. So, which is also I, the name of a beer from Nine Hundred Two Brewing. Thanks, Dave. Okay. So. But, uh, I would uh, say it's more the Giants nightmare than Brady's. Uh, well, no, the name of the beer is Brady's nightmare. Right, no, right, but not this year. <laughs> not this it's year. Not his no. nightmare, this, not this year. Exactly. So All right. Uh well, uh we'll 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 see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah. you know what? Let's let's my, my point is this is exciting. You got all yeah. these teams that might go. As this could, is they, you know, that could win the division. So and, it's fantastic. And oddly enough. <laughs> Oddly enough, Pat on is, the edge of my seat. Is, well, Pat is on the edge of his seat. That is uh, that is amazing. Look, if we were all Green Bay fans, we'd be excited. We'd be like, "Yeah, okay, you know, they win the division again." Blah blah blah. Right. And now they got to get it. To, you know, they, if you if you're if you're the fans of uh, uh, Green the Bay Washington. or Kansas City or even Buffalo, you're not satisfied unless you win the Super Bowl, or right. maybe if you get there. But it's if you're like a Giant fans or a Washington series. or a Dallas fan, you've got something to root for right yeah. now. Sure, Fine, that, finally, yeah. that third pick for the Giants. Exactly. Yeah. Really good. Whether, whether it's the third pick or whether it's a division title, you've got uh, you know, you've know got a real vested interest in you've what got an interest, this weekend. So what about uh, – why don't we move over to uh, that other team from uh, – The world-dominating two-in-a-row oh. New York Jets. Listen, oh, yeah. if there's one possible – Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Is this the ghost of Chad Pennington? <laughs> My favorite part. Right here. <laughs> I love that. Gotta love it. Yeah. You have, have to keep using it. I mean, you know. If there's one thing the Jets can do well, uh, it's ruin their chances at something good. Exactly. They wanted to absolutely make sure that there is absolutely no way that they could get the number one pick, despite <laughs> how bad Jacksonville is and who they're playing. And they're absolutely, uh, what is their percentage of uh, possibility to win? Less than one, I'm sure. Uh, I don't even remember who they're playing this week, but the Jets wanted to just kind of say, hey, in case there was any doubt, we want to let all of you Jet fans know we're definitely not getting that number one. Who are they going to take? Cleveland. Who are they going to take with the second pick? Uh, I hope they're going to trade and uh, fill up their holes. Okay, to trade for some picks, and uh, they're going to have some some cap space. Uh, I you know I don't I don't know who's who's going to be their head coach next year. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, you know what, you know what, you talk about that. Um, did you hear what uh, Mister Belichick said about Adam Gaze the other day? No. no. Did you happen to hear that? Uh, Bill Belichick was quoted as saying uh, in an interview, and I actually heard, I actually heard the soundbite. Um, he said yesterday, he thinks that Adam Gaze has done a great job this year improving the team. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I think he's protecting his. Yeah, he wants, he wants, he wants he, the Jets to he, keep him he so that he <laughs> the Jets lousy for you know the better part well, of the next decade by hanging on me, to Adam Gaze. It made me think right away: what is in this glass that he's drinking? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. Well, it looks like <laughs> juice, and I bet there's a clear liquid in there. I think there's a, they definitely some it clear could be liquid gin and juice. <laughs> gin and juice. <laughs> he could be Snoop Dogging it in there. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's well he's also somebody who's who who had kind things to say about Cam Newton this week, and that you know it sort of left the door open that he might be their quarterback next year. So. I mean, yeah, well, he left the door open, but I think that door is closing after next Sunday. But yeah, that's, but, that's yeah. just my thought. Belichick <laughs> is – we, we know he's he's always been a straightforward stand-up guy. Yeah. Well, look, when, when it comes to the Jets, though, I mean, specifically speaking about the Browns last week, I, four receivers were out, I, I know, obviously, yeah. with, the, with the COVID protocols and everything else, but Mayfield still threw for 285 yards to seven different receivers. And here's a kicker. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been running all over the field the entire season. All right? The entire uh, Cleveland Browns had a total of 45 yards rushing. They had a shitty game. It was a horrible game. That was ridiculous. It's because the Jets are just peaking late. (laughs) Could you imagine if they peaked in week two? And run away with the division. The but the Bills would have been looking up at them. They peaked just in time to miss Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's all yeah, they did. Their peak is like going over a speed bump. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. The, the the Jets have so many things that should be moderately doable that they will most likely be incapable of doing. Right. Uh, to write their ship that, uh, you know, as that, I, that, I, that's, on my, that's on my Tinder profile. Moderately doable. <laughs> Moderately doable. I, I don't have a lot of confidence <laughs> that they'll pick the right coach. Oh, I get a sound um, bite out of that one. I'm moderately doable. <laughs> moderately they, doable. They have they, a couple they, good Yelp reviews. <laughs> I, one of my Yelp well, reviews. At least you got the Yelp reviews. I mean, yeah, some people don't, you know. I left you a good one. There you go. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't have confidence in them picking a, a good coach. And they look, they'll probably take a, another quarterback with the number two pick and uh, have that whole controversy going on. So they're still the Jets just because right. they, you know. Who's, who do you think the second? Who do you think the second quarterback in line behind Lawrence would be? Uh, probably what's, what's the name of Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean another, you know. Another Ohio State quarterback getting picked yeah. high. Right. <laughs> hey, and, you know what? Uh, Maybe, maybe Douglas just picks up. Maybe he uses that pick. Maybe he's smart. Maybe he uses that pick on uh, on uh, uh, to trade and, and get some uh, get some collateral back for it. Well, and then he picks me, up Dwayne Haskins. Let me see who Duke's current quarterback is. Because there, yeah. there you go. If if, uh, <laughs> if anyone named Johnson who happens to own the Jets stays out of it, mm-hmm. then I think there's a chance if uh, Douglas gets to do what he does because what he does yeah yeah i I think he he has a chance to do some good things um but but, i mean are are we all in agreement that the jets have a new coach next year oh yeah yeah Uh, this time next week adam gaze is out of a job monday Monday they fire him these these two if they if they if they win again this week and win three win out three games it doesn't matter no 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 the the damage has been done already i mean i i agree i just don't I, i just didn't know if I don't have the uh, the New York talkies in my ear every day. So no, I don't think it's enough to uh, no. you know the way the way things went last year when when they won six out of the final eight or whatever it was, you know, right. and that was falsely seen as oh they're improving and they're rallying and and it really wasn't. Right, uh, they just they they really weren't that good. This is just not enough. The you know, I on mean, top of the fact that you're losing that number one pick too. So right, Unless although think- that could be a reason to keep them. Unless you I, think that, yeah, keep him until he get the number yeah, well, one. Well, you know, he's not going to ruin Trevor Lawrence, so uh, we don't. I, I think the I think the enemy is the, the obvious choice. Huh? Yeah, I let me ask you. Let me ask you a question: Is the enemy's on? Is he on Jacksonville's list? Of course he is. He's probably on anybody's list who needs a new coach. He's on everybody. So if, you're Eric, if, you're Eric, if you're Eric the enemy and you get to go to the Jets or you get to go to Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and start over with really no expectations, where do you go? Uh, go to Jacksonville. You go to Jacksonville. That's where you go. So my next question is, who's going to be the Jets coach? Uh, Jason Garrett. Uh, it could be. It's going to be a retread, right? If it's not, uh, I would love to see Tom Coughlin come back, but he's just—he's not interested. I don't. Think. No, he's one hundred and seven. Yeah, but um, <laughs> in his next birthday, the, you know, the Jets might give some other somebody else their their first coaching job, but they haven't had a lot of success with that, right? You know. It's it's you know it's hard to, I think it's hard to rebuild with a, a neophyte coach. Well, you know what? Yeah, maybe, who are the veteran coaches that are available? I mean, yeah. you know, maybe Bill Belichick comes back. Well, it, well most likely it'll be That's somebody. Not happen. It'll be somebody's <laughs> defensive coordinator. Uh, instead right. of a head coach, and that's you know you don't want to, to bring in a defensive guy to to work with Sam Donald. You want an offensive guy, but Matt uh, Matt Matt Patricia. Like the. Matt, that was that there's was a, bad. A, <laughs> that was a bad experiment. He was he's a great defensive coordinator, but I think there's a, listen, and I think he was a great defensive coordinator because he was a defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick. A lot of a lot of, like, a lot of the Belichick assistants. I mean, look, we saw it here in Denver with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, and, and you know they go back to being coordinators and they they do great. Right, but but who, they go back who, to being coordinators who, with Bill Belichick. Who's come from the Belichick tree that's had a ton of success? Well, had a ton of success. I was going to say, well, I mean, jury's out on uh, on the Giants' coach, but we'll see what happens there. Well, in the future. I mean, but 
was he really in the Belichick tree? I mean, I don't know. I feel like well, the Giants. Yeah, for, really... for, for several years, he's he was there, and I mean, he wasn't an offensive or, def- or a defensive coordinator. He wasn't a coordinator. He was, he was, like, he was a special know. teams coach. So, yeah. But but um, hey, you know what? Uh, Nick Saban was on the uh, was from the uh, uh, Bill Belichick tree, and and I I really do think. Romeo Cornell, kind of sort of. I, I know this sounds strange, but I think Jack. I think Trevor Lawrence is coming to Jacksonville with his coach. With his coach, yeah. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make the move into the NFL. That's possible. That's possible. Which leaves the door open for Eric Bieniemy, or which leaves the door open for the Jets to get Eric Bieniemy. Right. So there you go. Well, let me ask you this: um, on Sunday. Uh, Frank Gore, uh, uh, which McCaught became uh, the third member of the sixteen thousand rushing yard club, and, and a grandfather for the fourth time, and a grandfather yeah. for the fourth time, and a great grandfather uh, for the first time. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, he joined uh, Sweetness and Emmett uh, in the sixteen thousand yard rushing club. Just the three of them, um, but he also has a lung contusion, so he's out. Yeah, but he's had it. He's had it since ninety eight. Eighteen ninety eight. So, but it is it is too bad. But here's my question: based on that, did he play his last game as a Jet? Did he play his last game? Is he done? Silence. I think if he comes back, the Jets are the only team that'll give him an opportunity. I mean, who else would bring, you know, Frank Gore back? Right. Who else is that desperate? I could see the Jets doing it if that's not going to, you know, if they're going to be like, well, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll that's bring in the, old reliable and we're going to, maybe he should be our... the Jets. He could be the first player coach since, I don't know. <laughs> he could be, he could be their third string running back and their head coach. Since Dan Reeves. Yeah. Dan Reeves is a, well, he could run right. the plays in himself from the sidelines. Right. <laughs> and they would all be off tackle handoffs to him. But he's, he's got uh, the whole started, book in his back pocket. Hold on. Oh, 12, right, we got 12. it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, we're running off tackle. You know. I think he will. Tr- I think he will. Third and twelve off tackle. I think, I Sounds think, about right. I think he will be. Uh, <laughs> I think he will be on another team. And if it if if it's like, hey, it's just you know the the writing's on the wall. I think he'll sign a one game contract, <laughs> one with, week, with a, one week contract with the 49ers and and and, and retire, and yeah. retire. Yeah, if he, if he wants to retire, I, I would I was going to say that. Well, you can sign a one game contract with every team that he hasn't been on yet and then actually circ yeah, the entire him and Fitzpatrick and <laughs> right. just, uh, yeah. Josh McCown. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I could I could see I, I could see the Jets saying, "Well, we'll just bring him back for one more year. We won't worry about running back this year. We'll fill other positions." Right. Uh, you know, well, it's. It had, I mean, whatever he is, what he is, right? At least he's 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 going to give you a certain level of consistency, and he's durable. <laughs> this is so, so sad that I'm trying to, you know, find the positives about bringing Frank Gore back right. to the, you know, potentially two two or potentially three win team. And he's maybe the best solution for them right. at this point, given all the other things that, that they need to do to improve this team. Well, just bring Gore back for another Just bring game. Gore back. That's it. Um, he might have played his last game. I mean, the, being on a two- or three-win team with the Jets, well, he you know might what? just kind of go, yeah, yeah, I think I'm done. If the Jets lose Frank Gore, maybe they can get Al Gore. Uh, so, <laughs> they could. They might. Uh, they can uh, 
help him out there. Um, yeah, well, you know what? We'll we'll see what happens with that. But I, I uh, my my take is that by Monday morning, nine thirty ish, Adam Gaze is is bye bye. Um, that's 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 just my take. So, well, listen, anyway. you 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 guys can, you know, you're either hoping for a division title or the third pick, <laughs> right? I'm or hoping, anywhere in between, obviously. Right. So. I'm I'm hoping that they fire the coach. Right. This is the great hope of of all. The great Jets hope of New York football right now. What, what's the number one thing you want out of the moving forward with the Jets? I want them to fire their coach. Fire their coach. You know, so that's yeah. the, that's where we are right now. But, but that seems to be the perennial uh, new New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't even have to be football. Maybe, maybe but, they'll yeah. hire maybe they'll hire Keyshawn as their head coach. There you go, Ugh. Keyshawn. Keyshawn is the head certainly coach. would be entertaining. Just throw me the damn whistle. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, we'll see what happens. Well, well, why don't we get out of New York for a minute and uh, talk about a couple of the other games that actually uh, uh, that actually happened? Um, let's let's talk about the Dolphins game for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this was one of the few times I've actually been happy to see the Dolphins win. <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I got to tell you, you know, obviously all you had to do was watch the last five minutes of that game because the rest of it was kind of uh, kind of a little a uh, little boring there, but. But how did he? How did he complete that pass? His head was halfway. His head was like three quarters right. of the way turned around. And am I correct in saying there's no penalty call? Oh no, it's penalty. Oh okay, I thought there wasn't no, a penalty. No, no, fifteen call. yard. There's fifteen yard penalty at the end of the. Uh, He's Fitzmagic, baby. Yeah. Blood jugger, baby. Fitzmagic. <laughs> Listen, when there's nobody within you know eight yards of the receiver, yeah, they, he was wide open. He stood there for twenty minutes waiting yeah. for the ball to land. Waiting for the ball to come down. He, he, threw, he, threw, he threw a little bit of a flounder because he had no head when he was released. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to point your hips towards the receiver when your head is being when, when your head is when it has being ripped off. Yeah, well, look, exactly. the, the good part that might uh, that might come out of this is maybe this. Probably not, but it might put something of a damper on the let's not score and we'll run the clock down and right. make a field goal. Because, uh, I mean, maybe not because people will look at it and go, well, there was broken coverage and there was a fluke and, and that's more the reason that you lost and the penalty and all that. But still, I mean, it's just it's a god-awful trend in the game. Just go in the end zone for crying out loud. Put, put some stock in your defense. Exactly. But, uh, you know. I don't know. So maybe this will uh, stop that. Stop that from happening. Well, listen. I mean, if you're going to force them, you know, if if you do that, then you're forcing them to to put the ball in the end zone in order to win the game. You're forcing the Dolphins to put the ball in the end zone to win the game instead of a fluke play and a stupid face mask penalty. Right. Although it, uh, it didn't. I don't know. Whether it was completely intentional or, I guess once you get your fingers on there, it's right. kind of hard to I let would, go. I but, would rather I would rather the seven points than the three points and give them yeah, a minute. Force that's them to stupid. get into the end zone because that's, that's all stupid. it took to get close enough to yeah. kick the ball through the uprights and win the game. So you know, but uh, so, it's, it's it's so easy with the with with the penalties and the rules now with the safety and everything else on defensive backs. It's you know, all you have to do is put the put the ball up in the air, especially if somebody's double teamed. You know, nine times yeah. out of ten, you're getting a flag, Here's and a, then the ball's on the one yard line. Even if Here. the clock runs out, you can't end the game on a defensive penalty, so they're still going to get another play. So all you right. need is one of those. You know, all you need is a is a pass interference goal. So, here's a here's another thing on touchbacks. You start at the twenty, right? Yeah, we got to bring it. I mean, and and how much time was left when when the Dolphins got the ball? 
19 seconds. 19 seconds. So, 19 so seconds. there is literally, I mean, maybe what six seconds or less, right? How, how long does it take to throw a 20 yard out, right? Probably four seconds or whatever. Four, five, six seconds. Right? There. So, unless you really run it down to five seconds or less, where they have one play and that's it. Right. There's no amount of time that is apparently small enough but why, not to get within field goal range. Why so is it that you, the end zone. that you cannot play defense when under a minute left in the fourth quarter? And, and nobody can. And that's the that's the way it's become. You can't yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't rely you're not allowed to rely on your defense anymore. Well, but but you <laughs> certainly can't if you don't give them the opportunity. Yeah. Right? You can't rely on your defense if you don't put them on the field. Right? So Dolphins win, they're in this week. I yes. think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're, they got to play the Bills. I mean, do the Bills sort of – the Bills, does, does it really matter if they win or lose? I the mean, Dolphins it, don't have to – the Dolphins don't have to win to get in. They don't. They just, okay. but, but if they lose and the and, and the three other teams uh, uh, get in, uh, there's there's four teams in the AFC that are 10-5 and five right now, and and they're one of them. So if, yeah, the Browns if, any, need to, if the Browns need to win to get in, I think, right? It's the Browns. It's the Bears. The uh, Bears. <laughs> the Browns. The Dolphins. Uh, who else is there? Oh, the uh, Ravens. Ravens, right? And uh, uh, the Colts. Right, right, right. The Colts. Right. A, lot right of good, a lot of good teams that are probably going to be mad at whoever, whatever five and eleven <laughs> team wins the <laughs> NFC. <is. laughs> probably. But um, the uh, the Colts are the only t- the Colts are out right now. If everybody if everybody was to win, the Colts would be out. Everybody else would right. be in. But if the if the Dolphins lose and the other three teams w- all win, Dolphins are out. So, um, it, well, it would be it would be such a shame for the Dolphins and the Browns to miss the playoffs this year because I mean those that's really the story of the year. I think those two teams. Don't yeah, you think? yeah, definitely. It's. It's uh, it's an it's been an it's been an interesting year <laughs> for no, the for, Dolphins, those, for a lot of great. teams, but for those. Teams, I mean, yeah. I, I'll tell you what: with all of those teams, I don't want to play any of them in the first round. I don't want to mm-hmm. go up against the Philip Rivers, and I don't want to play the Ravens with a chip on their shoulder in the first round. I just right. don't. No, no, you wouldn't. Um, quick aside before we move on to another game, uh, something I actually learned. Uh, you may have known this. Anybody out there might have known this or whatever. Marcus Mariota and uh, Tua. Uh, how do you say his last name? Tungvaloa. Tungvaloa. What? Where's the N? <laughs> That's my question. It's a silent N. It's a silent N. T U G. There's a silent N. You may just call him Tua. Tungvaloa. Tua Tungvaloa. Yeah, there's um, only one guy named Tua. You don't have to. Tunga, Ma- Tunga, well, Marcus and Tua. Tua. You mean Tungvaloa or Smith? <laughs> right, no, there's, exactly. There's only one guy. Uh, Marcus and Tua. Uh, they attended the same high school in Hawaii, and Marcus Mariota actually mentored Tua when while he was oh, in high yeah. school. So that was uh, that's interesting, and they played again technically against each other, even though Marietta was on the sideline on the yeah. in that game. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, but moving well, on, must be rough going to high school in Hawaii. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, what else do we want to talk about? We want the to talk about Saints. The Saints are they back? Are they back? Did they figure it out? I don't know. It wasn't Drew Brees getting in the end zone six times. Right, Alvin Kamara. So well, Alvin Kamara, for fantasy uh, fantasy players. Uh, Alvin Kamara got what fifteen hundred points on. Uh, yeah, something uh, like that. That was ridiculous. Basically, uh, anyone who had him just won their league. Uh, yeah. Well, between <laughs> Alvin Kamara and uh, uh, which we call it, um, Devontae Adams for the Packers. Between the two of them, uh, <laughs> in one league I was in. 
the first and second place teams were beaten by two seventh place teams because they just happened to have one of them had Alvin Kamara and one of them had Devontae Adams. Uh-huh. So the Super Bowl uh, is this week for that league, and it's two seven and seven teams going up against each other. Nice. Well, that's so, see. So the NFC East has hopes. There you go. Realistic. Anything can happen, folks. Anything can happen. But um, yeah, well, we'll see what happens with the Saints. What about the Bucks? They beat the Lions forty-seven to seven. Granted, they beat the Lions. I think both. The, I think the Saints and the Bucks are in that level below, obviously below Green Bay, but. They're probably in that second tier of teams in the NFC that have a shot. I think the Bucks are a good team. I think the Saints are a good team. I think they're both inconsistent. Yeah, and there's I think, a lot of inconsistency, though. Yeah, you know, even even with even with teams that are winning, there's inconsistency. Yeah, I'd be yeah. more likely to put my money on the Saints, though, just because of recent experience. You know, they yeah. and when they're not getting jobbed by the refs, well, they kind of have a you know kind of have a tendency to get it done. Oh God. Between the between the Bucks and the Saints, <clears throat> between the Bucks and the Saints, uh, the two of them actually scored uh, just just missed a hundred points. You know, Drew Brees is the best <laughs> quarterback. His last one a Super Bowl in the nineties. Yeah, he's a. I don't know. I, I'm not sold on the Saints. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not sold on either of them, but I'm leaning. Uh, I, I'm leaning Saints. Uh, you know, I. I, yeah, if they I, could maintain the running game, they had. Yeah, they have a slightly I, better defense. Exactly. That and it, it's not because of Drew Brees. It's because of Alvin Kamara. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, Chiefs. Uh, I mean, they, they barely beat the Falcons. Are they? I mean, are they? Are they struggling, or is it just the Chiefs' mo? They just do enough to win whatever game it is. They're, they're I, bored. They're bored. I think they're bored. Yeah, they're That's bored. Exactly the right word for it. They're bored. Okay, so it's not. There's no. There's no issues. They're just yeah. bored. They need. At better. the end of the year, they'll be dousing Andy Reid in barbecue sauce again. Uh yeah, that's very very possible. Dousing him in barbecue sauce, uh, not a dry rub. No, no. <laughs> not when the cameras are on. You know, for some reason, uh, immediately the we're Andy Reid and dry rub together just. Mm. Uh. <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Shake it off. Shake it off. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, Steelers. Did they figure it out? They woke up. They woke up. Yeah, they woke up. I guess they feel confident in that. Well, they they don't. They just want to rest Big Ben this week. So, well, yeah, they don't. They're they're not not getting any better or any worse without him. Not improving or uh, or uh, changing their position in any way. Exactly. I mean, he had had one of the most efficient second halves I've seen anybody have in, in in football last week. He it was just. Something kicked in, like, "Hey, this could really be bad if we don't turn this around." Right. Right. And boy, did they turn it around! I mean, they dug themselves out of a huge hole. Yeah, against was... a pretty tough Colts defense. Yeah, too. they were the Colts defense has been aces this year, and and they actually, for what they've done the last few weeks, they've act they actually played played a great, especially in the second half, they played a great game the other day. So, I mean, yeah. we could have we could have a playoffs that has Philip Rivers, Drew yep. Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this could maybe wind up to be the the yeah. oldest average age of quarterbacks in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, you're right. You're right. Ben, Ro- ben Roethlisberger. I'd I'd love to see the Colts, you know, get in and do something. That'd be uh, kind of rooting for them. Yeah, they're they're on the outside looking in. Uh, yeah. They need they need they're the only team that needs help. Everybody they need the, help. Yeah. The Browns, the Ravens, and the um, they hold their own fate. They hold their own fate. Yeah, they're uh, and the, even the Ravens win. They're in. Ravens win, they're in. 
Yeah, everybody, everybody. I mean, uh, don't sleep on the Ravens. I know they haven't had a great year, but I don't. There's something about that team that I just once playoff time comes around, I, I don't, I don't want to be trying to tackle Lamar Jackson hmm. January <laughs> weather. Well, let's look at it. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. The uh, the um, Kansas City Chiefs have a first round bye, and the wild card round right now is. Uh, is what you see right there. The Bills would are in the second second place. They would play the Browns at seven. Uh, the um, Steelers at three would play the Ravens at six, and the Titans at four would play the Dolphins at five. So the Dolphins, uh, Ravens, and Browns all hold their own destiny in their hands. They win, they're in. Uh, they lose, the Colts could sneak in. Yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you guys this: Which is a bigger potential trap game? Uh, the Saints against the Panthers, or the Bucks against who are they playing? I forgot already. I just looked at it a second ago. Against the Falcons. Falcons. You think the uh, Bucks uh, is that a bigger uh, trap the, game? The, Fa- the Falcons are the best shitty team in the history of football. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they they really are they because really are. they they can they can put up points in in droves. They right. just can't close out games. And yeah, I think that's a bigger trap. Like Carolina's a not a very good team. I mean, if the Saints They're kind of like the worst five win team in the league. Yeah, yeah right. no, they're they're yeah. not they're, like they don't they're not as good as their five wins. No. Yeah, the big the bigger <laughs> trap is if this if this yeah. But I think I think the Bucks and the Saints will win. I think the I I think they will too. What do we think about the uh, Packers uh that win over the Titans? I mean the Titans are uh, I think, are, I th- are a great I th- team but would would uh would um I mean, Tannehill's been playing at, great and they're peaking I, at the right time that's for sure. I think yeah. it sealed. I think it sealed the MVP for Aaron Rodgers. I think so too. I think so yeah. too. Four, Forty to fourteen against the Titans. It was that great was a, though seeing Green Bay football in the snow. I that thought, was a great game. Forrest I loved every Greg, minute of that. Forrest Greg was going to come out and do a, <laughs> run a sweep. A Absolutely sweep right. Yeah, uh, I, that was that was a great game. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, that, was a, that was a pretty brutal beatdown. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Derek uh, Derek Henry's uh, you know uh, unit dread though got filled with snow and slowed him down. <laughs> it was it became it became frozen. His horn, his, his horn, his horn got frozen. <laughs> he froze his horn. Uh, frozen horn, tack- frozen horn you, sucks. You know, is, it, is it legal to tackle him by his horn? Uh, you I know what? It is. It's, it's not a horse collar, right? No, no. So, I think I think it's completely. You can grab whatever's hanging out. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. Back to the dry rub with Andy Reid there. <laughs> yeah, not while the cameras are on. If it's hanging out, it's part of the uniform. <laughs> you can All drag right. him down by it, then it's legal. It's okay. legal, exactly. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> oh God! So you think they have, you think you they have a person who helps him clean that thing after the game? I mean, uh, he's got to have handlers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Henry Horn handler. <laughs> Henry Horn handler. Triple H. <laughs> What's your job? I'm a Triple H. Uh, uh, but um, well, that's uh, that's that. What about the uh, the Seahawks? Um, again, another team that I just don't know. They don't. I, they don't, they don't impress. They don't impress me. But they're not bad. Yeah. No, I mean they they. They they could be touch and go. There's the inconsistency we're talking about, right? They're still uh, they're, probably the second best team in the NFC. If they want to be, it depends on how they play each week. It's ridiculous, but 
Um, they, they they have such you know their their defense is finally coming around and their offense is sputtering a little bit. You know, it's like they 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 can't get them. They, they get both. It's, it's, it seems a long time ago when there were people were talking about Russell Wilson as the MVP. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, there's certainly less confidence in their eleven and four than you know. Uh, but they're eleven and four. Yeah. yeah, they are. But you know the uh, the the Steelers had an impressive week, but. Uh, I mean, you know, they were eleven and zero, and then they weren't. The, the Seahawks are, are shaky. The Rams are the team that you just don't know. You just right. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they got the and they got the best defense. You know, arguably do. in like the in, NFL. Think, yeah, and, and, but the Rams don't seem to have like an in between. No. They're right. They're they're either they're 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 really good playing up mm-hmm. the way they. We all think they should play, or they're capable of playing, right. or you're just they're you know bafflingly bad. Yeah, losing to you know like I don't know the Jets. Right. You know you go well that's this just no way that should happen. Those right. no way that loss should happen. But well, we, we're talking now about I, I I personally believe that that game against the Titans solidified Rodgers for the MVP. But yeah. there's there's also a lot of talk about the game on uh, on Monday night on the. Jersey I'm wearing right now, Bills and the Pats, thirty-eight nine. What, what what about Josh Allen? What do you, uh, what do you, where would you rank him? I think he's. I, I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's definitely Rodgers and Mahomes. I mean, but I would Josh Allen's number three in the MVP voting, and maybe number two in in some uh, in yeah. some books. That was a big. That was a big win and a hell of a performance. It was. It was. It was a hell of a performance. And and oddly enough, and I said it the other. Uh, I said it the other week. Um, this is the first time the uh, Bills have won the AFC East since 1995, and ironically enough, Josh Allen wasn't even born until 1996. So um, that's just a, a little irony there. And Dave Campanile, just for good measure, uh, he says Josh Allen for MVP. That's his. Yeah, that's he's, his he's, I mean, he's he's having a hell of a year, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes is falling a little bit into the Michael Jordan realm now. I mean, you know, right. he's. He, he hasn't had a, a best. He hasn't had a great year. When you look at his numbers, it's still. I mean, him and Rodgers are just off the charts. They, I think you have to give it to Rod, unless Rodgers just, if he plays this week, if Rodgers just has a really horrible game and Mahomes or Allen just do something off the charts, I, I, I can't imagine it not being Aaron Rodgers to lose. Right. But yeah, Josh, I, Josh Allen is certainly the most improved player in the league, and yeah, and I, I, I would love to see him come 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 south. From the northern parts of New York, and come, come south, <laughs> come south a little bit. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? The Giants could have, Giants could have had him, right? They wouldn't have Saquon, but they would have had him. So, but then again, what are uh, what are you? Uh, you know, what, what, would he, what, what would he be right now here as well? You know, um, let's take a look at this really quick. Uh, the is the NFC uh, playoff picture. The as of right now, the Packers would have the first round by, and the Bears at number seven would be playing the Saints at two. The uh, Seahawks at three would be playing the Rams at uh, again <laughs> playing the Rams uh, at six and the football team uh, or for that matter the Giants or the Cowboys depending on who falls in there would be playing the Bucks at five and and, and have and have a home field yeah and there's still a possibility for the uh, Cardinals to get in depends on what the Bears do this week but the Cardinals have really fallen from grace and to see the Bears in the playoffs is just who would have thought that yeah. five six weeks yeah ago? well in order for the in order for the Cardinals to get in the Bears are gonna have to beat the Packers so I I just don't uh I mean the Packers don't have anything to play for do you think they even play Rodgers I mean who knows? well it depends no no they if they if they lose and Seattle and or the Saints win 
they're they're they don't have the first round bye. Oh, so they have to play for their best. They have they they win, they get the first round. If they if they okay. lose and Seattle and the Saints lose, they still have it. Or I think plus uh, it's plus it's the Bears, so they're just going to want to beat up on them. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the, well, the Bears, right? They're going to want to put the Bears down. You know what they if the Bears lose, five in a row, and now they've won six in a row or whatever if, it is. If the Bears lose, though, are they out? If the Bears lose, if the Bears lose, and uh, the Cardinals win, the Bears are out. The Cardinals are in. So if the Cardinals lose and the Bears lose, they're still so, the Bears yeah. are still in. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see the card. I'd like to see the Cardinals in the playoffs for some we're reason. We're picking the Cardinals Rams game, so because it's one of the more interesting. We actually have a couple of games that have some playoff implications. Is uh, is what's his name out for the Rams? Yes, he is. Jared Goff is not uh, playing. Who's their backup? Uh, Wood Wood Woodford something like that. Oh yeah, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Wilford, Wilford, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, Wilford Brimley's playing. Uh. They have a walrus suited up at quarterback, <laughs> and he'll be uh, he'll be taking the snaps from center. So, um, yeah. So that's the uh, uh, that's the story right there. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how everything shakes out after Sunday, uh, and it all depends on that. Why don't we, uh, you know, at this point, why don't we uh, why don't we do some picks? Yeah, let's get to it. Let's. Uh, I think we should get to it. Beaten by the coin. Beaten by the coin. I'm sure I'll lose to the coin. No one wants to be beaten by the coin. All right. Here we go. What do we got? Week 17, a quick recap of week 16. And, uh, of course, uh, Jersey Johnny once again dominating uh, the field. 6-2 and two last week and uh, now 54-17. and 17. And everyone hates you because of it. Um, <laughs> the really exciting part is thanks to my uh, pick of the Tennesseans, uh, Harry, you and I are now tied at 46 and 25. So, uh, so coming down to the wire here, and uh, I've been steadily falling from my, I think I had a three game lead at most, maybe four at one point, but uh, all even up now. So, uh, We'll have to uh, riveting making yeah. our well. Listen, it's, it's nearly as exciting as the NFC East. And where's the coin? Uh, the coin is five games under at thirty-three and thirty-eight. So, wow. so the coin, the coin would be right there in the NFC East. Yes, <laughs> the coin would be uh, fighting taking. for a playoff spot. So, uh, so uh, let's uh, start this week. We have the Jets. Oh, I got to find a coin. Somebody took my coin. Somebody coin? took the coin. Oh no, there it is. There you go. It's in a pile of stuff. So we got the the Jets at New England this week, and uh, me being a Jet fan, uh, I am going to pick the New York Jets. I right. think they're they're rallying, and New England is falling, and they want to end on a they want to win one just one more for Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, exactly. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is a game that could go either way. It could go. Uh, you know what? I, I, the only I would I would jump at picking the Jets right now, but I just Bill Belichick's gonna have something up his sleeve. He doesn't want to lose the last game of the season to the Jets. That's just my thought. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jets. I'm gonna go Jets. All right. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I think the Jets are gonna win this game. Okay. All right. See what the what the coin has to say. Coin comes up heads. There you go. The home team. That's so, like the uh, Pats. They like the Pats. There we go. All right. Next up, we got the 
the Giants hosting Dallas. I'll let you guys pick this one first, since you're the Giants fans. Uh, this is a potentially the division title on the line, right? Yeah. Harry, thoughts? <laughs> God, it's like watching garbage rot. Who's the Dallas quarterback now? Is it Dalton, right? Uh, yeah, and he had a great year. He had a great year. He had a great week last week. He had a great year last week. Uh, <laughs> he had a great year last week. I, I still think Dallas is a better team. I just I think Dallas wins this game. They're certainly playing better football right now. And that's the, and that's the sport. Weeks. That's the sport we're talking about. Right, <laughs> not playing better backgammon. Yeah, it's playing. Yeah. I mean, if, if Evan Ingram shuffleboard game, shuffleboard game is off the charts. It's so. off the charts. They're allowed to dominating. Lacrosse. They're a horrible lacrosse team, but they're yeah. you know yeah. playing pretty good. But they're great at cross stitch. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? The, the Cowboys are winning this game. Giants are winning. Yeah, listen. This is a chance for the Cowboys to get some sort of redemption, right? They've. You know, because well, we had such great expectations, and yes, they lost Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott and all that, but there, you know, so many haters out there who will jump at the chance to rag on Dallas, and now here they have a chance to win the division and sort of set things right. And yeah. certainly in the the Dallas fans' mind, you know, make things the way they ought to be. So I think they're pumped up, and uh, I think they're going to win this game too. So. There we go. We're all lined up once again. We may end up tied when this is all over, Harry. <laughs> have to have a tie-breaking game. Uh, coin says heads, so coin likes the Giants once again. The coin bucking the trend early on. Look at that! Look at that! Coin's right. not afraid to go out on a limb. Yeah, yeah, the coin clearly hasn't been desperate <laughs> to get back to two games under five hundred. The coin. Coin's going to rally. All right, now Pittsburgh's going to rally like the Jets. Yeah. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland obviously uh, needs a win to get in. Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger resting. Right, so this game so, means nothing to the Steelers. Nothing, nothing at all. to the Steelers. And t- Mike Tomlin, I believe, the other day hinted that there might be one or two other guys who are going to rest. So this may very well uh, not be a. I mean, Pittsburgh here's the interesting problem. thing. Here, I mean, if, had Cleveland gone in and done what I think. Everybody expected them to do beat the Jets. I don't know, thirty-four to seventeen or something. I would have, I would, I would have no no hesitancy in picking the Browns. But what what happened to the Browns? A team that was on a steady rise, playing great football. What? How could they go in and lose to the Jets? I just don't get it. And is and is this too easy? To, to, to say, okay, Roethlisberger's not playing. They might rest some other people. The Browns have to win. It just seems too obvious a choice to pick the Browns. Here. Right. So does that having, mean you're picking so, Pittsburgh? Does that mean... Having said that, I'm going to pick the Browns. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Browns on this one. I think last week was a fluke. I think that Mayfield was just throwing up his game, not having his four targets that he normally throws to. Uh, it will be nice having the game plan. They were playing the Jets. A lot of reasons. Yeah. So the Browns are. Yeah, it's. I, I don't. What have we? We thought a lot of the Pittsburgh. Well, maybe not a lot, but more of the Pittsburgh defense before they went on their little losing streak. Well, they played. Right. They played what? Uh, six, seven bad halves of football in a row, and yeah. then finally they said, "You know what? <laughs> Let's win this game." I don't yeah. know. I mean, but, but, right, but now they're going back and they're going to, you know, again, they're not going to have their starting quarterback. I'm tempted to pick them, 
Yeah. And uh, who's their backup? Mason somebody. Mason, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Remember, he's uh, as long as he doesn't call anybody any bad names. Yeah, as long as nobody, somebody doesn't hit him with their helmet. With their helmet, yeah. Because yeah. He's going to be playing Miles Garrett. So. Wasn't that Cleveland? Yeah. 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 So, uh... I mean, if I'm like... If I'm like... Pittsburgh won that game? Uh, uh, last year? Yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. won that game. All right, so then I'm going to go with Cleveland. <laughs> they want revenge. They want to kill him. And uh, I just, I mean, if Mike Tomlin's a smart coach, if if, if if you have nothing to play for, and why, re- I would, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play anybody. Of, of no. yeah. Anybody, anybody that's nursing any injuries, anybody that was close. And the, only, the only, you know, I I could see him saying, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Roethlisberger for one half. We're gonna try to get some consistency back." But he's not, and and I just I don't think they care about this game. And yep. and he's not he's not gonna risk getting Ben hurt no. for nothing. I wouldn't yeah. risk getting anybody right. hurt. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, coin says heads, and that is Cleveland. So there we go. We're in lockstep there. Lockstep there. All right. Uh, the other game in the NFC East, the exciting. NFC East, Washington, uh, hosted by the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and the tie doesn't nothing for Philly in this case. So ha ha ha! Um, and Washington obviously has uh, potential to win the division as well. So, who's starting for the Eagles? The quarterback, Jason Hurt. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt. Jason Hurts. I probably hurt. Jalen Jalen Hurts. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, this will be an interesting test for Hurts, right? I mean, we've seen some good things. He's energized the team. He's also shown some rough edges going up against a pretty good Washington defense. But he looked like good. a he looked like a rookie last week. A good he Washington before, but he looked like a rookie last that week. That has a must-win game with a guy who hasn't played all year. Third. I mean, this is the third-string quarterback in a must-win game. Yeah. For it, I mean, th- th- that's a lot to put on somebody. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the football team. You are, and that's not a dodge. I'm picking the football team. Mm-hmm. You are picking the football team. I'm gonna pick the Eagles. Ooh, I'm good. actually gonna pick the Eagles, and you should be happy about that. If I'm right on both of those picks, your second team Cowboys win the division. There, uh, Radio Pete. <sighs> But uh, I'm I, I'm picking the Eagles. It's going to be more painful with the I mean, Sharks. picking the NFC East <laughs> game. Yes, they 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 have a I know, but they have they what's he what, what's his name Heineke or whatever. They they have nobody starting a quarterback, so they're relying on their defense, right? And you know Philly's got I mean, they've had a few weeks to game plan, I suppose. But yeah, I mean it, it's going to be it, it could be a toss up either way. But it's going to come down to the Eagles' offense versus Washington's defense, right? I yeah, just think, I'll, I think, take, Eagles I'll are take Washington's gonna... defense in that matchup yeah. against you know Jalen Hurts. Uh, it just depends on what he can do. You see what the we see we saw what the Giants did against Washington defense. And granted, Washington's defense is playing a little bit better football now than they were when they played the Giants then. But you know you can run on them. Uh, you just can't really throw on them. And if Jalen Hurts can get out there and run around a little bit, I I, I think the Eagles are winning. I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, I, I I would guess I would say what other weapons do the Eagles have? Uh, if you contain really. Hurts, then what else do they have? Exactly. So, uh, Harry, Mister Nuts, <sighs> Mister. I just I just don't have a lot of confidence. I want to pick the Eagles. I don't like picking Washington with a third string quarterback. Although I 
if Alex Smith was really starting fourth string at this point, yeah. yeah. If Alex Smith was in there, I would say if Alex Smith was in there, I'd be picking Washington too. This Eagles team has not beaten anybody all year. They have. Do we not... know that Smith is not starting? We don't. We know. don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll take a look while you pick here. Okay. All right. Let's see. Alex Smith. He sat out practice. Washington quarterback Alex Smith sits out practice Wednesday as planned. He is. Let me let me guess. Questionable for Sunday. Questionable. Yeah. Well, that I usually mean, means he's going to play. God, this is hard. I'm going to go. I'm going to fuck who the hell knows. <laughs> I can't. Uh, the, Taylor, the Eagles, Taylor Heineke. The Taylor Heineke have is not beaten anybody all year, hmm. and and didn't Washington beat them in in the in their first matchup? They did, they did. But that was not with the fourth string. Not with Taylor Hurts. Not with an eighth string quarterback. Uh, right, and Philly didn't have Hurts uh, uh, on the field at that time. They had. They didn't exactly. They had Carson. Their, uh, they had Carson the horrible, Hurt. horrible Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, I don't know. The, the NFC East is it's tough, man. This is the most it's exciting, tough. the most exciting division in football. Even though everybody sucks, it's still you know they're all down in the dregs together. It makes it exciting. All right, let's go. Come on, five seconds. All go right, ahead. let's. I'm gonna go with the stupid Washington football team. <laughs> there you go. Can all I right. can I put a mem- can I put an amendment on my pick? <laughs> yeah. Why not? If, if why the hell not? Right. If 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 Alex Smith starts, Washington's winning. If Alex Smith does not start, the Eagles are winning. Well, listen. Yeah. Hopefully, Harry and I can pick up a game on you this week. There you yeah. go. And uh, have slightly less shame. Uh, just 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 talk about it for for next. Oh, that, that's that's right. The Eagles beat New Orleans. That was their big win. Yeah. yeah. They've lost to every other team. Obviously, they beat the Giants in Dallas, which they do every year. They right. also, but they that was their big win was against New Orleans, which I, if I remember correctly, is without Drew Brees. Yeah, it was without Drew Brees. Yeah, they had. Uh, I, I, this is the least sure I've ever been of any pick all we all year. Yeah, we'll go with Washington. I, right. who cares? Coin says. Heads home team Philly. So there you go. Oh great. Yeah. I'm with the coin. Yeah, Jake Jalen Hurts will probably throw nine touchdown passes. Who knows? Uh, he'll run for three and uh you know, maybe throw for one. Yeah. Uh and then the another game with uh, some playoff implications is uh, Arizona hosted by them LA Rams. Arizona hosted by the Rams. This is uh boy, I I I, I have to think that the Rams defense is gonna show up. And Kyler Murray, look, I, I had early success, right? Uh, very mobile, uh, does a lot of things well with his legs mostly, um, although he's, you know, he's he's made s- some strides with his passing game, but uh, not his necessarily his strongest suit. Right. But he's he's a rookie, and people kind of figured him out. And you know, if you can can keep him contained, then you have a better chance against him. I have to think the Rams are going to show up this week, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Rams. Picking the Rams. Gonna pick the Rams. Well, they they beat the Cardinals a few weeks back, right? But that was obviously with Jared Goff. With Jared Goff, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure. I mean, if they had a decent backup, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, Goff's been really inconsistent. 
Right. Yeah, that's just the thing. I mean, they've they've won some games where he hasn't played well, and obviously lost some games where he hasn't played well, and won most of the games where he has played well. So I I don't know. I, I think they can. Uh, I think they can do enough. I think they can outscore Arizona. I think they can hold Arizona's points down and and score enough to to win the game against them Cardinals. Mm. Yeah, tough though. It's tough pick. <clears throat> it is a tough pick. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say they're gonna bounce back. I'm gonna say that they're you know the defense is gonna be strong. Arizona, I'd like to see Arizona get there, but I don't think the uh, <clears throat> you know because I think I don't think the the Bears are are winning their game. So if, if Arizona was to win, the Bears would be out and Arizona would be in. So uh, and and but unfortunately, there's not going to be any uh, um, you know enticement for that because the games are being played at the same time. So you know. Uh, it's not like one one's at one and one's at four. So right, right. But uh, they're both late games. But um... yeah, speaking of that, just a side note, so something. I think I read today that the Colts are not going to put the other scores, the results of any other games up <laughs> really? during their game. They don't want. I, 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 heard I heard they're. I heard they're done before. That, heard that hasn't play, been done before. I heard they're going to play with their helmets off. <laughs> they're going to play with their helmets. What off? Well, well, they're all going to wear Andrew Luck play with their helmets. They're all going to wear Andrew Luck jerseys. So. That's right. And and then take their helmets off. John, did yeah, you pick? Like a... Did you pick the Rams? I, I heard. I picked the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams too. I, I, again, the Rams are just such an inconsistent team. But I think Aaron Dar- Darnold's going to start a quarterback. He's going to go both ways. So <laughs> <laughs> imagine well, trying to ta- imagine trying to tackle him with all the. Uh, that'd be crazy. That would make Cam Newton look like a Darren Sproles. Yeah. Um, maybe <laughs> pretty maybe, close. maybe not that but yeah all right uh coin comes up tails likes arizona they like arizona so there coin. we go coin bucking the trend look at that so once again no we don't have anything we're all locked up we're all locked up we're all locked up this week except for, uh, oh, no, except for your pick of philly except for my pick of philly so, so you Harry, two are gonna need you two are gonna need a tiebreaker i may have to change one of my pick. nah you know what we got the playoffs, right? We're going to be picking through the playoffs. So. Well, are we yeah. going to continue these through the playoffs? Or are we going to uh, sure right, right through the, right, right through the NBA playoffs? <laughs> Listen, if, if we're going to be tied, and uh, we've got to have a, we've got to oh, have we've got to go through the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. There so you there you go. There you go. Those are our picks. Right. And, and in the playoffs, we can actually pick all the games and not have to worry about the Giants and Jets. This is Some true. Obscure Thursday night Viking. We'll have Brown game. We'll have six games. <laughs> then we'll have. It'll actually be hard games to pick. Six games, four games, two games, and one game. Those That's are those right. are those are the weeks. There we go. And we can pick the Pro Bowl too, the virtual Pro and Bowl. If, and if we're still tied <laughs> up and we pick the same Super Bowl winner, then we we have to pick the score. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, if we if we end up tied, then I'll fire up Super Tech Mobile three. Right. And, and, then you, and then you automatically win because I don't even know what that is. Well, no, I'll just I'll put the two teams on computer. Okay. And we can watch the game. I can record the game, and then we can put the results up yeah. on the web page. And we'll pick that up. There. That, oh, that, oh. Could, that could be a show. It would probably oh, take oh. about 20 minutes to play the whole game. Yeah, we'll do we'll a 20-minute show up. on Techno World. I'll send, I'll send uh, Johnny – I'll send you the uh, the video. Perfect. And just put it up there, and that, and that will be the, how, how we decide our picks. Exactly. That works. And I'll let you pick first, Harry. All right. Thanks. So, <laughs> well, those are our picks this week, so – well, there you go. Beaten by the. You don't know what Super Tech Mobile is. You know what Super Tech Mobile is. I don't. For the Super NES game system. What is NES? Nintendo, Nintendo? Entertainment System. 
Any National Electrical Society? Didn't you play Super Nintendo? I played video games. I never had Nintendo. Oh, were you a PlayStation guy? Atari. That's the last video game I had. (laughs) Uh, I'm serious. Which system did you? What was the last system you had? Atari. Atari. Well, there was more than one. Well, the the, 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 oh, the first one. Yeah, the shitty one with the two joysticks and on. Nice. I all never right. had a game. What, what's, what are these things called now? I don't know. Uh, well, listen, I got all these emulators now that I can play all these games. Yeah, but that's... You love it. That's, we, 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 we said we weren't going to talk about our sex lives on this podcast. Well, listen, <laughs> I, have, I have an emulator. Her name is... You have an emulator. <laughs> emulator. You keep it in your bedside table. You're on listen, you come, you come how, to New York. How many, how many batteries is that emulator? <laughs> Here, I'll put it this way: I don't, don't last long, so the batteries do. Okay. <laughs> so you hook it up to your car battery. <laughs> and you come to New York, you come to my house, and we'll play all. I got all the NES. I got like a thousand, twelve hundred NES games. Any game you want to play? That is what is game. NES? What is the sample? That's the Nintendo. 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 Okay. And we can play the old Atari games too. Nice. Yes. We can play Castle and. Uh, nice. Do you have a Donkey uh, Kong? Pac-Man, we have. Don- I can give you any of the Donkey Kong games. Nice. I had, a, a while back, I had a Wii. A Wii. <laughs> so, what are the two? What, what are the big ones now? What PlayStation and what's the other one? Game, uh, I don't know. Well, the PlayStation, PlayStation Five, and I guess the Xbox. 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 There you go. But uh, actually, uh, speaking of that, um, for any of our listeners that are into video games, uh, Xbox Live has a great deal going on right now. You can get ninety days for a buck. 90 days for a book. Uh, pretty much full access to their catalog. Now, so do you get or, to pick the emulator? Well, no, you don't. You just you need to. Does uh, she have blonde hair or does it have to be a brunette? It could be half and half. All right. The carpet does not have to match the grades. <laughs> mix just straight down the middle. Straight down the middle. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you want to check out some, uh, you know, if, if you have a uh, like a streaming box or whatever, uh, or, or even if you have an Xbox. Um, you can you can pretty much check out the full catalog for a buck for ninety days, and then you just got to cancel because I think it's fifteen dollars a month after that. But I have ColecoVision. There you go. I can play ColecoVision games. That's I can tell you, I can play any of the old systems: Neo Geo, the 3DS, 3DO, PlayStation, any of the handhelds. It's pretty. I can, we got the twenty, the Atari twenty six hundred, the fifty two hundred, the seventy eight hundred. Mm-hmm. The only one that the doesn't really work well as the old Atari Jaguar, but I actually have a Jaguar console. What is it? I didn't know Atari had different names. What was the sure. Atari Jaguar? It that was, was the, uh... in theory, the first 64-bit game. It wasn't really, but yeah. it was like one of the first games where what they. Was, that, what was had... the what was the second one after regular Atari? It was 2600. Well, 2600 was kind of the first console cartridge game. Oh, okay, and that was Pac-Man and. Right. Castle and a bunch of that. That's Frogger and Pitfall. Frogger, right. and-, and then you had the 5200, you had the 7800. The Jaguar didn't have the cartridges that went into it? It did. It okay. did. But it was well, a much more graphically advanced game system. And they had some really cool games. I don't. I think I have one game left. I gave uh, 
I gave all my games to my brother-in-law. We both had the system. Pit, Pit, Pitfall and Frogger were really the the ones that the graphics did really well. Yeah, I yeah. Think they, were, they weren't made by it, so they were like a third party who made them. Anyway. Yeah, Pitfall was uh, Activision, I believe. Activision, there you Activision, go. yeah. The Activision yeah. hockey and game was pretty good too. Is it uh, Missile Command too, or Defender? Missile Command, yep. Defender and uh, Blades of Steel was my favorite. Asteroids. <laughs> yeah, but you can play all of those all those games now on. On various, you don't you don't have to have the actual system that they yeah. run on. You run all those. I, mean, I just like the old Atari joysticks. They were yeah. they were very easy to you know, play with. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, you can't really see it, but yeah, what is going on back there? It looks Hang like on. looks like a dressing room. From look at the see the shelves next to where it says Jets. Yeah, yeah. There's a box on that top shelf. Yep. Yes, that's where the emulator sits. <laughs> inside that, no, inside that box is an Atari 2600. That's nice. Crazy. So uh, last last time I saw an emulator, she had a streaming box. So, uh, well, it's very common because there's, they don't have a health plan, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot <laughs> right. of them will kind of we call it a weeping box. We actually. weeping box, right? But yeah, inside that box is an Atari twenty six hundred with joysticks and a handful of games. Nice. So I may take that out and put that somewhere. This is I'm in the room. How about I'm this? Gonna... How about this? If we if we're tied, then we have a we have an asteroid. We have an Atari off. Yeah, Atari off. An Atari off. <laughs> Which usually costs extra, by the way. That's right. Yes. <laughs> She'll come right. over and play Atari. Now when I took a sip. The emulator. Emulators.com. We, we have an actual spit take. Almost. Uh, it's close. That's my the goal. The emulators. There you go. <laughs> the emulators. So that's... Right. Uh, I don't know how well, we got on that topic. This but... is this has been the video game portion of the podcast yeah. for this evening. It's been a good know. eight, nine minutes on <laughs> So, we haven't even gotten to the top ten. So yet. why don't we why don't we get to the top ten now? <laughs> <laughs> All right then. And, uh, top ten sorry games. Top ten this week is top ten defensive backs. I'm sorry, it's not top ten defensive backs. That was nah. last week. I'll actually to type it in here. Uh, actually, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> um, top ten kickoff and punt returners, folks. Top ten kickoff and punt returners of all time. There we go. I'm actually going to change it right here. Top 10. There we go. Top 10 kickoff and punt returners of all time. There we go. Nice. Um, I will we uh, again folks, we had we had a couple of extras in there, so we have a 10A and 10B. So we have a, an 11 for our top 10 uh today. I will I will start uh, with number 10B. Number 10B is Mr. Glenn Milburn. Glenn Milburn. And there he is right there. Glenn Milburn, folks. Glenn Kurt Milburn uh, was drafted in the second round, pick number 43, of the 1993 draft by the Denver Broncos. He spent time on the Broncos, the Lions, uh, briefly in the Packers in an offseason, uh, and then went to the Bears and was with the Bears for a few years. And then he finished his career with the Chargers. Um, he uh, was uh, nominated at two Pro Bowls uh, and was a two-time All-Pro as well. But he um, his, his uh, uh, punt return yardage was 2,984 yards, and his kickoff return yardage was 9,788 yards. Uh, he uh, 
had three uh, uh, return touchdowns as well. Um, just a, a, a pretty damn good. <laughs> Probably the best returner. unknown returner of all time. Yeah, huh? you, you're not going to know him, but he was. The numbers yeah, were there. Numbers were there for 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 a uh, little known. Uh, he was the best of the little known uh, returners mm-hmm. right there. So number ten, Mister Glenn Milburn. Uh, P, why don't you bring us to number nine? Or number ten A. Number ten A. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Number 10A. number ten A is. Um... Alan Rossum. That's his name. Pronouncing that correct. Uh, Alan Bonshaka Lamont Rossum. There we go. I'm going to take a page from your book there, John. There you go. And uh, D back and a kick and punt returner uh, with uh, a number of teams Philadelphia, Green Bay for a few years early in his career. Spent, uh, I guess, the majority of his career with Atlanta, but also spent some time with Pittsburgh and San Francisco. And uh, two stints with San Francisco, I believe, and uh, Dallas as well. So uh, basically a 13-year career and uh, 307 punt returns and 514 kick returns. Total yardage was uh, over 15,000, 15,046 by this count or 15,003 by... um, Somebody's not giving him one return. Yeah, somebody somebody is uh, not uh, not counting one of those. One of them. Um, yeah, uh, three touchdowns and um, average punt return of uh, right at an even ten yards and average kick return twenty three point two. So uh, that was uh, pretty good. Uh, I don't really know that much about him. I I think I had heard his name before we started discussing him, but. Uh, did not realize. I mean, he's uh, again number two on the all-time yards list, um, but uh, didn't did not make my top ten. Probably more out of ignorance than anything else, which is yeah. <laughs> why a lot of people don't make my top ten. <laughs> there's been a lot. There's been uh, this list in particular has some people where their numbers are just like wow, relatively unknown but quite impressive. Yeah, yeah this was a. Track. I mean, this this was a harder list to uh, compile. Yeah, um, especially because. I think you know we tend to. I know Harry, you dig a little bit deeper with some of the the older uh, players, some of the old. Uh, some of the guys I went to high school with. Yeah, guys, yeah. Um, but this list actually does contain some guys who played pretty recently as well. Yeah, you yeah. know. So uh, I think it made it a little bit like a little, maybe a little bit of extra bias because you. Oh, I remember. Yeah. You know, I remember these guys. I don't. Overall, I, this was probably the youngest list. Yeah, definitely. Had. That's a much better way of saying what I just took three minutes to stumble through. So, <laughs> so there we go. Number ten A, Alan Rossum. There you go. Awesome Rossum. Awesome Rossum. There you go, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Harry, you bring us to uh, number, number nine. nine. Number nine, Darren Sproles, who I think of as a New Orleans Saint, but you know, he actually played more seasons with the Chargers and the Eagles obviously won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Sure. He might, he, he's probably one of the better known on this list. He was, he was maybe one of the most dominant all around utility players in the history of the game. He, he played up until last year, uh, I guess technically a running back, but he had, he had over 11,000 return yards, nine return touchdowns. Uh, you know, you add in another 3,500 rushing yards and another almost 5,000 receiving yards. Uh, and he was, he was, he was made for fantasy football. I, I used to take him all the time in my early fantasy football leagues and he always <laughs> delivered. 
Um, he's, he's just one of those guys. He's super fast. He's very elusive and um, always seemed to be able to do whatever you asked him to do. He was a great receiver out of the backfield. Um, not a big guy, but very fast, very elusive, and obviously one of the best uh, kickoff and punt return guys in the history of the game. Just uh, crazy. And he, he's uh, uh, tied for 10th uh, most uh, kick and punt return touchdowns. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think he's. I think he's going to be a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't, I'm not sure he'll make it, but I, to me, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that would that would that would sound about right. That would sum it about up, right on the uh, right on the cusp there. There you go. Well, number nine, Darren Sproles. I'll take number eight. Number eight is Mr. Desmond Howard. Desmond Kevin Howard. Desmond Kevin Howard. There you go. Um, he uh, was drafted in the first round, fourth pick overall in 1992 draft by the Redskins. Uh, he's uh, uh, also spent time on the Jaguars, uh, on the uh, Packers, obviously, on the Raiders, back to the Packers, and finished up his career with the Lions. He's a champion and was a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 31. Um, made the Pro Bowl one year, but his return total return yardage is what we're looking at for this particular list. Um, 10,855 total return yards um, versus his receiving yards was only 1,597. So, you know, there's there's your specialty, right? There's total touchdowns was 17, most of that being on uh, on the uh, return side. Um, you're looking at uh, was uh, punt return yards was uh, uh, 2,895 with eight TDs. And his, uh, his kick return, uh, kick returning was uh, seven thousand nine hundred and fifty nine. Just missed eight thousand yards there. No TDs. Uh, kick returning. All all of his uh, return TDs were punts. But um, just uh, really an explosive player um, when it when it came down to uh, you know receiving the kickoff or the punt. Just uh, really all around um, <laughs> somebody you didn't want to see lined up uh, when you were uh, when you were punting the ball or kicking it off. There you go. Number nine, Desmond Howard. Pete, you want to bring us to number – I'm sorry, it was number eight, Desmond Howard. Number eight. <laughs> Pete, you want to bring us to number seven? Number seven is uh, my good buddy Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime? Amazon yeah. Prime. Deion Sanders, uh, who maybe had uh, – I don't know if he had the most nicknames, but some good ones, obviously. Primetime. Neon Dion and mm. my favorite Leon Sandcastle, uh, and uh, your personal it, favorite, yeah. And I will also just uh, his middle name. Do you know what his middle name was, John? Do I know what Dion Sanders' middle name was? I do not. Not off the top of my head. Sorry. Humble. It's humble. <laughs> humble. <laughs> well, that's he changed it. Quiet. Yes. <laughs> Reserved. That's right. <laughs> it was Lewin. Dion Lewin Sanders. Dion Lewin Sanders. Uh, you know, one of the best athletes ever to play in the NFL. Uh, obviously played uh, baseball and football at the same time. And uh, um, one of a kind, certainly. Uh, eight times to the Pro Bowl and six times an All-Pro. Two Super Bowl rings. 1990s Hall of Fame. Uh, all the uh, 1990s team. And... Um, one of the most feared guys. That's just a great athlete and a guy that had success returning kicks as well as a, as a defensive back. Again, yeah. played with Atlanta early in his career. Probably best known were his years with Dallas. Of course. Retired for three years 
in the early 2000s and then came back and played a little bit more with Baltimore. And um, again, he was a guy that uh, you kicked away from if you were uh, on the other team. And yet he still uh, ended up having an impact and uh, just um, one of the great personalities, love him or hate him. Uh, Deion Sanders, uh, you know, you, you could say certainly make a case looking at numbers that maybe he doesn't belong on this list, but I think his his impact on the game and uh, again the 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 fear that you had of kicking to him and he was a game changer and uh, for those reasons I think he does belong on this list. There you go. Also, he has the dubious honor of being the first person to be on back to back lists on our top tens. Yes. He was last week on our he defensive just backs. Tw- he just tweeted about that. What's that? He just tweeted, he just about, tweeted about it. He did. He did. So he's paying attention. That's nice. He's yeah, paying attention. He is. he is. He's loving that stuff. You know? Good times. Still running with the pizza, dude, that he stole from yes. the guy in the commercial. So. He has the most pizza interceptions <laughs> in primetime television. Absolutely. He'd be oh, making yeah. his money. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't know how much they're paying him, but you know it's a lot. This is true. I'm sure. I'm sure they're not giving him. Uh, I'm sure they're not just giving him sandwiches to do uh, what he's doing. Well, they, they said you can keep any food that you steal. And anything you, anything you pick off, <laughs> yours to eat. Right. You got a free pizza for a subway shop. <laughs> well, there you go. Number seven, Neon Dion Sanders. Harry, bring us to number six. Number six is Mr. Dante Hall, two-time Pro Bowler. Played most of his career, I guess. Yeah, most of his career with the Kansas City Chiefs. Finished it out with the St. Louis Rams. Again, the guy doesn't really come up in conversation quite a bit, but he was one of the best return guys of all time. He had over 12,000, 12,397 total return yards, 12 return touchdowns. So, uh, you know, he was a re- technically a receiver, but he was really a kickoff specialist, even in college. And, um, in a relatively short career, considering, you know, compared to some other guys, he just racked up the yardage. I mean, uh, eight seasons and 12,000, over 12,000 yards. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did have a short career, but he was, um, I, I think, certainly in the modern era, other than number one, he was just electric. Yeah. he And, you know, I mean – Tyreek Hill is another person who's you know currently playing that that I think is 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 similar in that you just don't want him to ever touch the ball in the open field because you're never going to catch him. Right. And Dante Hall was was a bit like that. He just uh, he was he was really 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 good at what he did for. for wasn't a, a question career. of uh, of if he was going to do something great. It yeah. was when it was when yeah. you were right. just waiting. You'd watch just waiting for that. Yeah, I mean, during I, I just remember some games where he he was the offense for for the Chiefs. I mean, he uh, he would just rack up you know a couple hundred yards a game and in, in return yards, and that's a dangerous weapon, especially it can turn the game around and, and give you a field position that you wouldn't normally have. He he was yeah. he was really really good at what he did. Well, there you go, number six, Dante Hall. I'll take number five. Number five is Mr. Mel Gray. Melvin Junius Gray. Melvin Junius Gray. Uh, drafted uh, in the second round of the 1984 draft by uh, the uh, supplemental draft, actually, by the Los Angeles Express. Mm. He, went, he, was, he was a member of the Los Angeles Express, um, which, of course, was uh, the USFL <laughs> team 
from L.A. Um, he played a couple seasons there and then went to the Saints uh, for a few years. Uh, it was on the Lions, uh, probably best known for his six years with the Lions. Uh, played for the Oilers, um, which became obviously the Titans. But when he played for them, they were the Houston Oilers and the Tennessee Oilers. They were in Tennessee, but they hadn't changed the name yet and finished up his career with the Eagles. But uh, he had uh, his uh, punt return yardage was 2,753, and his kick return yardage was 10,250. 10,250 kickoff return yardage. It's good enough for uh, for fourth all-time. Um, and he had uh, six TDs uh, returning uh, kickoffs and three TDs returning punts. Um, pretty uh, uh, pretty good guy bouncing all over the field, uh, especially when he was on the uh, on the Lions, because uh, um, during the time he was on the uh, during the time he was on the Lions, uh, the Lions also had uh, another running back who was uh, pretty stellar running around the field as well. So um, they were fun to watch. Uh, you know, not just uh, Sanders. <laughs> And those old uniforms are great. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There yeah, and you know Gray was good because you're right. It, it was you knew his name. Yeah. On a on a team that was basically Barry Sanders and Right. Eric Hipple, who was the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Hipple, yeah. You know. Uh, uh it was Barry Sanders and pretty much um well they had yeah, I don't know who else did they have, uh, but you knew Mel Gray's name, so he yeah. was pretty special. You were, yeah, yeah. That that one was, uh, you were aware of that name. That wasn't, uh, that didn't get by you. Um, but yeah, that's just, just uh, definitely, uh, definitely belongs on this list. So there you go, number five, Mel Gray. Uh, Pete, bring us to number four. All right, uh, number four, um, guy who didn't play very long, but. Uh... Has made our list a couple of times, and it's just uh, a level of greatness that you cannot deny, and that is, of course, uh, Gale Sayers, uh, the Kansas Comet, who again had a relatively short career, but um, came back from a devastating uh, uh, injury uh, to uh, to basically return to form. And I think he won a rushing title uh, the year after he came back. So, uh, but uh, not as well known as a kick and punt returner, but um, uh, 9,435 yards. Uh, a lot and, of touchdowns. And a lot of touchdowns. I mean, a lot of touchdowns. Sort out these uh, stats here. Uh, two, two punt return touchdowns, uh, six kick return touchdowns, uh, 2,781 yards in 91 kick returns. An average of thirty point six, which is freaking unheard of. I think that's either number one or two all time. Um, uh, just again, this is uh, one of the all time great players who unfortunately had a short career. But despite that, I mean, still, you know, pretty close to ten thousand yards altogether uh, in only um, you know six years of service. So uh, yeah, uh, Gale Sayers, uh, just excellent returner. Great running back, great all-around player, and again, unfortunately, a, a shorter career than than many, but still had an impact on the game and deservedly so on this list. So. Yeah, number four, Gale Sayers. Harry, bring us to number three. Number three is uh, Brian Mitchell, who I think was number one on my list. He was. Uh, this guy was was spent his entire career in the NFC East, played for the Redskins, the Eagles, and then finished out his career with the Giants. He is he's second all time in all purpose yards with 
23,330 yards only behind only Jerry Rice. So that's pretty good company. Uh, he's He had 14,000 kick return yards and another 4,999 punt return yards. He holds – these are the records that he holds. Combined kickoff and punt return yards, 19,013. <laughs> Combined kickoff and punt returns – he did, he had over a thousand kickoff and punt returns, one thousand seventy kickoff return yards. He had more kickoff return yards than almost anybody on this list for kickoff and punts combined with fourteen thousand. He had he had over six hundred and seven kickoff returns. He had five thousand punt return yards. And he look he was one of those guys during that era, which you just didn't. He, he could change the game on special teams. Yeah. I would I would argue he's 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 got to be maybe the best special teams player of all time. And that, that'd be my pick. Uh, Brian Mitchell. I, I mean, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's fantastic. And he was a you know, one time pro bowler. He won a super bowl with the, with the Redskins. Um, just, and, and, you know, he didn't play all that long, but he played enough, you know, I guess what? 14 seasons is an 14, 14, 14, 14 seasons. Yeah. So a little longer than what I thought. Uh, he didn't play much with the Giants, though, in in, in his in, in two thousand. Yeah, right, right at the tail end. That's yeah, it. but uh, yeah, I mean the numbers are staggering, staggering. Yeah, he's he, he was he was awesome to watch. He definitely was and most of the time because he was playing with <laughs> the teams he was playing with with Washington yeah. and Philly. I wasn't too yeah. happy about Washington. Yeah, play. he he, he, <laughs> he could always turn the game around, and and uh, you know. And uh, you'd be throwing something at the television. Uh, yeah, I usually did. As long as it didn't bounce off the TV and hit you if we were watching together. Right, right, right. And he also <laughs> probably, uh, I mean, the the uh, touchback was not such a thing Mm-mm. back in his day. So he was returning. He was returning those kicks. I mean, you mentioned it more than a thousand. Oh yeah, this, this uh, list and, isn't going to change much because of the fact that there's not many. No, you know, but I mean, to play for fourteen, it, you know, that's a position where you take a pounding. Yeah. You know, you're running full speed one way and someone who's tackling you is running full speed the other way. And many times you have, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards to gather speed. And that's exactly. it. You know, could be a hell of a and, and he wasn't the prototypical returner. I mean, a lot of returners nowadays, you think of receivers and safeties and guys who are a little bit fleeter and smaller. And he was a, he was a running back. I mean, yeah. he was he was, you know, he was a running back. And uh, but he was. Uh, I, I thought he was the best of all time at this, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> In your mind, he's the best of all time. In my mind. In your mind. There you go. And that'll be number three, Mr. Brian Mitchell. I'll take us to number two. Number two is Mr. Josh Cribs. Joshua Cribs. Joshua Cribs. No middle name. No middle name. Good for uh, none, none listed either. Maybe just didn't like it. Maybe his maybe his middle name was Dungaree. So but uh, that's another story. Uh, he was drafted. He, he went undrafted, I should say, uh, in 2005. Uh, and he was picked up uh, as an uh, undrafted free agent by the Cleveland Browns and played uh, pretty much the entirety of his career with the Browns. Uh, you know, finished up uh, with the Jets and the Colts a year each in 2013-2014. Uh, but made the Pro Bowl uh, three times. Um, first team All-Pro one year and second team All-Pro another year. Remember the 2000 All-Decade team, 2000s All-Decade team. Uh, but his uh, 
return yards were amazing. He was he was a return specialist for sure. Uh, his receiving yards, you know, as a you know wide receiver uh, was uh, you know uh, modest at best, uh, 1175 yards. But uh, he has 13,448 uh, return yards. 13,448 return yards. It's just uh it's just amazing uh that uh, he, uh <laughs> the the yardage he had. And of course most of that was with Cleveland. You know, he, he just like I said the tail end of his career was at the Jets uh and the Colts a year each. But uh you remember with the uh with the uh Jets there uh Radio Pete? Oh yeah. Yeah, those were uh those are some good years. There you go. <laughs> there you go. He didn't well, quite he, have it. He didn't quite have his act together back then. No, 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 no. He he left it most on mostly on the field in Cleveland, but he did have eight career uh, kick return touchdowns and three uh, three punt return uh, touchdowns. So he had eleven uh, eleven touchdowns with them. But yeah, that that um his uh, uh his thirteen thousand four hundred forty eight yards uh, return yards make him it's good enough to make him uh, third in uh, return yards uh, of all time. So. There you go. Not number bad. Two, number two, Josh Cribbs. Pete, bring us to number one. Let us know who number one is. Number not, one. Not so much for, for Harry, but <laughs> for this list. Yeah. Well, listen, it's um, certainly a lot of arguments to put this guy number one. And uh, um, his middle name is amongst them. It's Devin DeVoris Hester, also known as Anytime and the Windy City Flyer, which I had never heard before. The Windy City Flyer. I've never heard that myself. Yeah. Uh, Hester just, um, you know, um, great years with Chicago and uh, a couple of years with Atlanta and uh, uh, Baltimore. I think he played his final year that uh, he was in service. Uh, was technically, I think, with Seattle, but didn't actually get on the field for them. Uh, this guy was just electric. Um, punts and kickoffs. Uh, more so on punts, but uh, we'll we'll uh, get to that first. So um, uh, we'll do kicks first here. Uh, 295 returns, 7,333 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, average 24.9 yards per kickoff return. Uh, punt returns, not as many yards, but 315 of them for 3,695 3, yards, 14 touchdowns. So a total of 19 uh, kick return uh, touchdowns, and again, he's uh, number 11 in uh, kickoff yards with the 733-3 and number 3 in kickoff in punt yards. In punt, in, uh, punt yards, rather. Um, so, you know, put, put those numbers together, and uh, I'll let you do the math because I'm not good at it. But um, eleven thousand and change. Eleven thousand and change. Yeah, four times to the Pro Bowl and three times an All Pro, uh, Hall of Fame All Two Thousands and All Two Thousand Tens. This guy was just electric. He was a game changer. You did not want to kick to him. You knew he was going to do something. He was like um, a more productive. I don't. I don't want to just say better, but uh, a more productive and um, version of kind of uh, uh, Dante Hall. Yeah. Uh, you just you, <laughs> you 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 could say you never knew it was going to happen, but you kind of did know what was going to happen. Yeah, it was just a matter of when, not if, and just an electric player. And yeah, I, I certainly, again, if you strictly go by numbers, you might put him a little bit farther down on the list. But I don't think there was anyone more dangerous uh, 
returning the ball, whether it was a punt or specifically a punt or a kick than Devin Hester. And I think the, the his what he did returning punts, which to me was the more difficult of those two jobs. Yeah. Um, really, so just he's in a class by himself, uh, kind of in that category. So I don't think there was ever, like I said, no, nobody more dangerous returning uh, a kicked ball in, in NFL history, really, than Devin Hester, in my humble opinion. I, I, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. That kickoff uh, uh, return touchdown in the Super Bowl was, uh, was pretty damn good, too. But... Silence. He was good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two or three. I listened. He played, you know, 10, 11 years, I guess. So, yeah. You know, he, he, he was, he was, he was. Well, look, these lists are subjective. Uh, yeah. I think we can all agree that the top three on this list are the top three. Just a matter of which order. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the first time we haven't had a consensus. Number one in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We've always number one and usually number two are, are consensus, but. It's the first time we haven't. Well, so. and listen, it's no slight against, you know, anybody. All the, those top three guys, or even four or five, or anybody else. Sure. You yeah. know, these, I mean, these are all great players right. on this list. Yeah. And two more years from now, we might have. You know, there might be some some other guys. I mean, you know, they don't. What, what's interesting about the guys in this list is that a lot of them, they did it. It wasn't like it was the top receiver who also did kickoff returns or. You know, with the exception of maybe Deion Sanders, he's I think stopped doing returns a little bit later in his career. Most of these guys were in Gale Sayers, I guess, but most of these guys were dedicated kickoff return specialists. Right. Yeah, once yeah. in a blue moon, they get in, line up in the slot, yeah. or, or I mean, Mitchell and Sproles and, and, and played a, a bit more than some of the others as far as a you know a third down back or a right. utility back. And uh, Devin Hester was certainly in the game too at times, uh, but. I think that's what's great about this list is that they, they dedicated themselves to it and the numbers prove it. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Yeah, I think Devin Hester had like well, maybe 60 catches or something. Yeah. And, and I remember it being a controversy at the time. Yeah. He wanted to be more of a receiver. He said, I'm a receiver. I, and, uh, you know, half the crowd said, well, listen, he's a great kick returner. Let him return. Maybe not half, but let him re- let him catch some passes. And a lot of other people went, no, you'll ruin him. Let him just do what he does. <laughs> And, and now, um, I believe and now he, he gets his to numbers be... did go down after he became yeah. more of a receiver, but not by a whole lot. No, no, by a lot. And now he gets to have the dubious honor of being number one Sorry, on, our on our he's, list. He's 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 uh, he's he's definitely making a plaque and putting it up on his trophy wall. Well, listen, I know I'm probably going to get a call from Prime. He's going to be pretty upset. Prime's probably yeah. going to be upset. Yeah, yeah. but he's right. upset anytime he's not number one. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, there you go, number one. Kickoff and punt returner of all time on our list, Devin Hester. That brings us to our next segment, which we always follow up our top ten list with of old balls. balls. Harry, who's our old balls this week? You know, obviously thinking about kickoff and punt returners, I could pick no one other than Mr. Leon Bright. Leon Bright is an incredibly obscure name that most people that are not New York Giants fans for whom he played most of his NFL career with would even know. He started in the Canadian Football League. And what Leon Bright was really most known for is that this guy hated to fair catch. He was a punt returner, and he never raised his hand for a fair catch. And number one, fair catches were not – they were illegal in Canadian football. So, he, you know, he he started his first – 
couple of years never having for fair caught. It got to the point where it was kind of like watching WWF wrestling because only this was this was real. This guy took so many hits where illegal penalties uh, just you would think that he, he, I for a while there you just thought he was indestructible until one game which I believe was on Thanksgiving in um 82 or something like that where he got laid out and he I remember him laying on the ground there motionless and uh you were like oh god this is it he's he's done um in, in, instead, he, 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 it was a neck sprain. He was definitely hurt. He, you know, he, he, there's actually articles in the New York Times about this at the time because, you know, it was like, oh, God, you know, the, 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 the streak was finally broken. You know, will he, will he now, you know, fair catch? And um, he did say after that game that I, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to consider it. He's going to consider it. And I do remember him. I think he came back the next year and uh, he did. I remember I remember seeing his first fair catch. He didn't he didn't play too long after that, but no. he was sort of a a little bit of a of a of a folk hero, I think, uh as a as a kick returner. I mean, I think he wasn't necessarily amazing at what he did. He was good. He 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 definitely turned into more of a specialist that way. He wasn't really built he was kind of a stocky running back, but he just in a, in a in a time when the fair catch was was ubiquitous and and everybody was doing it, he just refused to. And when I say this guy took hits, this guy took hits that I don't think any other human being could survive. It was it was it was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous and impressive. And, and, and they were hits that would be called illegal today. Yeah, and oh, be, that and, been outlawed. Oh, yeah. We've learned oh, yeah. how dangerous and yeah. how much damage they can yeah. do to people. Yeah, and um, you know, being a teenager and, and seeing this guy just, just on principle, just <laughs> he, he he he's just he's just incredibly memorable. And I don't think it gets any more old school than saying, "I'm not going to fair catch. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it." Well, there you go. That's this week's old balls. Old balls. Leon. 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 Bright. At first, not so bright, but then he got brighter, bright. He, he got brighter, bright. He was light, bright. So there you go. All right. Well, that should wrap up football for today. I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know. Don't we want to talk about the Canadian? I think, they just, I think they just played the Super Bowl. They just played the Super Bowl. <laughs> We swore we'd bring it in under two hours, and we did. Well, we had 25 minutes of video game talk. Video game talk. Sex doll talk. And (laughs) what did we start off talking about? I forget. Uh, Off the air? I don't know. Off the air. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter now. Um, Let's do some, uh, let's do a little bit of hot stuff. There's a couple things to talk about. Um, The uh, Padres uh, made a couple of moves, huh? Depleting the farm system to get a couple of guys. I guess they figured out that you can't do it with hitting alone. (laughs) So they went, let's go get you, Darvish. And uh, And Blake Snell. And Blake Snell, yeah. They gave four four prospects to get Blake Snell. I don't know what they gave up for Darvish. Um, I don't know for Darvish. What's that? Not much for Darvish. No, no. I'm happy for him. I like the Padres. They were fun to watch last year. They've still got their... 
big Tatis. four hitters, I think, and they've greatly improved their starting rotation. Clearly. You, gotta, you know, listen, it'd be nice to have somebody out in California challenging the Dodgers for something. Well, I, I think, I mean, I'm not so sure about Darvish. I mean, but he's 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 had a couple of decent years here. Whether or not he has any left in him, who knows? But yeah, but he doesn't have to be Cy Young contender on no, that. No, and that's what I was going to say. Is now now he's number two in the rotation, sure. or three even, and and that uh, Snell's a great pickup. And it's baseball's about pitching, and it's yep. and it's not the long game anymore. It's you win now. Who knows how long Tatis is going to want to stick around there? Uh, yeah, and they're not. Gonna I, pick, I give him credit. Uh, I give him credit. I mean, sitting here as a relatively small market team. With the Rockies, I see the same thing all the time. It's, it's you know, we, we always have these great offensive players, uh, but they just never can seem to get pitchers to stick around here or sign big name acquisitions. And so, I think this moves the Padres up that li- up the list in in, in the uh, in the NL pretty high. Yeah, and and they're not going to have Clevenger. Yeah, no. until. Next season, he's going to be out this entire upcoming mm-hmm. season. So you know, it's uh, assuming he will come back and and pitch well, at least at, at some some high percentage of of uh, where he was at before he got hurt. So uh, you know, that was a that was a move that did not work out for them, or, or worked out for three weeks for them, or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's going to set them up for uh, maybe an even better rotation or an, an equally good. You know, they could lose one of those guys. Uh, Assuming Clevenger comes back and pitches well, so they're kind of set yeah. up for decent pitching in the future as well. I mean, Dar- Darvish had a really good season, albeit it was a really she mean, he only what, pitched twelve times. So, but I mean, his ERA was the best I think it's ever been. So, yeah, there, there's always been potential there. He's, he's he is thirty. He is really greatness, but he is thirty four. You know, he's older than I think people think he is. But yeah, but you know what? Like I said, if you get a good year out of him, yeah, and then Clevenger comes back, yep. You know, I mean, that's it, it still a to powerful rotation. Yeah, Padres are going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, they are. Like, yeah. They're going to be fun again. And if you've got enough pitching to make you relevant and keep you in, then you right. can keep some of those big hitters around too. Right. There you go. And it's freaking San Diego, man. Exactly. Yeah, who doesn't want to play in, you know, that horrible weather out there? Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's just horrible. Um, Steve Cohen uh, made a half a million dollar donation to the uh, River Fund of New York. The River Dance. The River Dance, yes. Yeah, the River Fund. Um, yeah, the... Uh, Are you going to find uh, a starting pitcher in the river? Uh, river Dance. <laughs> So, uh, so he's he's getting he's getting involved in in the community, and that's what that's what was wanted, and that's what he's doing. So, throwing his money around. It's not like he's out. It's not like he's out on the West Side Highway picking up trash. No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> yeah, know. but but that money is going to help somebody get out of the West Side Highway. He, to pick he, up he, that he's trash. scrubbing right. graffiti off the side of buildings on the Cross Bronx Expressway. Yeah, he's a, he's a real mensch. He's uh well he's cleaning he's, up all those scrap yards. Doing what the Blasio wanted baby. him to do, right? He wanted to invest in he wanted to invest in the uh in the community and that's what he wanted. So he's, he's <laughs> yeah, living up to that that request basically. So yes. But um and, Steve Cohen's gonna be great until he does something wrong. And then some of the New York faithful will turn on him. What can go wrong being well, because New York, New York Come on. You know, it's New York and that's if he doesn't get Trevor Bauer, he will uh, lose a lot of stats. Well, that's that's going to be measured by whether whether he gets Bauer and and uh, uh, whether he gets Bauer and Springer, right? Springer, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I mean the odds of any team getting Bauer and Springer. I mean, if he can pull that off, then you know. The uh, in the uh, uh, MLB rumor mill right now, the uh, Mets and Springer are still far apart. So obviously they're working on it, but um, apparently Bauer is seeking upwards of forty million dollars a year. So is is Trevor Bauer worth it for the Mets to sign him for forty million dollars a year when the best pitcher in How baseball? How many years? When the best I don't it doesn't even say, but uh, for the best when the best pitcher in baseball is making half of that on their roster, you know. Yeah, well, so, but every, every, and probably everybody wants five, right? Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a minimum of four. No one's going to sign a three-year so contract. One hundred sixty, two hundred million dollars for five years. Well, look, I, uh, trades are being made, right? We were talking about this last week or a couple yeah. weeks ago. Trades are being made, but the free agent market hasn't exactly lit up. And I think you know the uncertainty about the upcoming season is going to sort of keep that. You know, Bauer, I think Bauer's less likely to get that kind of money from from anybody. Quite frankly, he's looking. He's looking for a five. Amount. He's looking for a five to six year deal. Yeah, he's looking for two hundred to two hundred forty million dollars for, for five or six years. So, and I don't think he's going to get it. I don't, think, the, he's gonna, I don't not, think he's going to get that. Well, he's got to start higher, right? Anybody. I don't think he's going to get it from anybody. No. I mean, he's probably I mean, the best shot at getting it from the Mets, but he's not going to get it. The expectations. I mean, he ha- he hasn't had the kind of career where okay, he's had six stellar seasons and he's yeah. performed in the postseason. And it's been two, the last two. Yeah, you know, he, he's oh yeah, I would say one and a half. Yeah. And um, well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, uh, so yeah, although I mean, it's, yeah, it, it it's also probably not the best time to be asking for forty million dollars a year as a baseball player, knowing that you might not have people in the stands again this year. Right, right. So very likely won't. Very likely, likely won't. won't, or at Probably least until the later, maybe the later part of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, to start, yeah. Right. But, but you spring- know, the, the other thing is, you you, you have to kind of sometimes you got to have to take that leap of faith, right? That maybe this guy's shown enough, not for forty, but he might get thirty. He might I get think, around thirty a year yeah, for five years. To, 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 John, to John's point too is that that you 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 will eventually have to deal with an expiring contract on your best pitcher. Right. And can you afford both of them? And probably maybe not, not at, you know, over over $400 million in pitchers. Price price yourself out of extending DeGrom because of Bauer, you know, like I said, Bauer comes in. I'll send, I'll send the, I'll send the uh, limo to go pick take him right to the Bronx. I mean, (laughs) but if Bauer comes in and you win a couple of championships, then well, that actually continues to be a qual. You know, well, let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you want Bow? As far as the Mets go right now, if you had to pick one between Springer and Bauer, money aside, you know, you know what they're both going to want. Yeah. And so, if you could take that forty million that you were going to spend on Bauer and get two or three pitchers that are twelve game winners. 13 game winners in a normal season. Right. Then I think that's enough. The, the Mets just, the, they drop off so much from their, from their, from their starting pitch, from their top pitcher with DeGrom. They just drop off dramatically. And the other thing is that they, for whatever reason, they do not hit for DeGrom. And George Springer is one of the best, especially in the postseason, he's one of the best guys at creating offense. He's just good at it. And he's a pretty good d- defensive player too. So I, I agree. I, I I would rather have Springer than than Bauer. 
And Springer's looking for a, a deal uh, worth north of 150 million. Yeah, does doesn't say how many uh, how many years. Right. Uh, I can only imagine two. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> one year, one <laughs> year, 151 million, two years. Yeah, yeah I mean, throw in throw in one. Well, if Altuve can fit in his in his in his luggage, then, then yeah, that's that's good. If it's a two for one deal. So. If you only had enough money for one, then obviously you go for Springer. But oh, Altuve, it's a one if, and a half for if one. You, look, if you're gonna spend that money and and bring them both in, and again, if you're gonna win, then you know maybe it's time to say goodbye to Jacob Degrom when this contract ends. Yeah. Well, how many? How, I think Degrom has two more years left on his contract, doesn't he? Uh, uh, three, right? Three, yeah. Three. So, I mean, so I mean, but, I mean, how how long can he be? Nobody, nobody plan, game? nobody plans for five years anymore. Right. It's right. win now, and right. you know, well, if you look. got to if you got to Grom and Bauer going one and two, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty. I mean, and the Mets learned to at least hit for one of them, right? Well, that's what I mean, if you can get, you know, you got Syndergaard coming back, you got Stroman still, you know, he's, he's I mean, there. Degrom, Bauer, and Syndergaard, if he's if Syndergaard comes back healthy, that might be the top three in rotation in baseball. That should put you in the conversation, and it, yeah. and you're right; it's not necessarily about winning in year five. It's, it's winning always, now, right? Always look at I always look at the the Yankees and A Rod. Right. right, they put in a rod. They weren't expecting him to be great for you know however many years. Or or um, what's his name? Uh, Stanton. Right. right. How many years is left on his contract? No, not they can't expire soon enough. Yeah, but you know they're not expecting. They weren't expecting to win championships with a rod in the eighth year of his contract or whatever it was. It was the first couple of years, and we got to get these championships. And that makes all that money that you pay them when they're you know right. fading in talent worth it because you've gotten the. You've gotten the I mean, A Rod really didn't fade. He had one year. I mean, right, right. Because well, the thing on A Rod is he 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 wouldn't perform in New York in, in the postseason. But even in his, I mean, this last year he was horrible. But he did better in the postseason. The shittier of a regular season he had. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was definitely worth it. Uh, look, it, it's it's play money for these guys. It's play money. Who cares how much you pay him? You know, it's. It, if you can get both of them, get both of them. It's it's the New York Mets. This guy would become a legend, much like what's his name did for the for both the the, the Red Sox and the Cubs. If if he can if he can pull off these 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 signings and and make the Mets instantaneous contenders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what's going to happen. But I mean, that's where they're heading, and I mean, they they need a few other pieces here and there, bullpen. And they restarted. They got Trevor May in there, but we'll see what happens with them. Uh, no movement on your uh, on your Yankees, and uh, you know, here, here's the here's the thing. Mayhew, uh, Colin, yeah, Colin. well, supposedly they're it's like an, it's like all of these signings. It's going to come down to the to the, to when it when the when the clock starts ticking and, and no you in a hurry. it doesn't seem like anyone's in a hurry right. to get signed because no. they're worried about losing their money if they wait an extra month. Right. Right. And what I, what I, what I, what disappoints me about Cashman and the Yankees is that you hear no rumors about the Yankees trying to sign a top starter or, or I mean, the Yankees, their lineup is great. I, I think they have three guys who are incredibly overrated, incredibly overpaid and do not necessarily hit in the clutch in Stanton and Sanchez. I just, I wish they had room to, to sort of maneuver around them, but they don't right now. They, they seem committed to Sanchez as, as horrible as he is. Um, 
the Yankees need to get pitching. Garrett Cole is not going to be in his prime for six more years. They have to get a number two. I think they have to get a closer, to be quite honest with you. I think if if they could get rid of Chapman, it would be really smart. And their so-called great bullpen is not that great. So pitching, 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 pitching. And when you think more pitch, you don't have enough, get more pitching. And, and if they can move some of these other guys who they, who they have, they have they have a pretty deep bench with some trade value there. I think they need to start thinking about maybe moving some of these guys. Um, I, I think they're a lot. They need pitching. Yeah. yeah. And the they other need, thing I'd say about, like, a, you know, Sanchez and Stanton is they're obviously there's great potential there. You know, these right. aren't mediocre players who've fallen off the shelf of mediocrity and they suck. These are guys that can do a lot of damage potentially I, 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 at times in their career. So maybe yeah. it's, you know, worth keeping them around. But you're right. If you don't have the pitching. Well, think about the money that they spent on Stanton. And and I wouldn't – Stanton yeah. had a better year last year than he did the year before. I just – he just – he hasn't performed. And and I would he argue that – played. Yeah. And I would yeah. argue that Sanchez was – you know, had moments of playing good baseball, but is kind of a, has proven to be a fairly mediocre player. And last year and the year before was pretty garbage. I mean, he is one of the worst defensive catchers in all of baseball, and his batting average is atrocious. Now, granted, average isn't everything. And and to Sanchez's credit, he does occasionally find ways of having big hits and big moments. And I'll give him that. And I want him to succeed. I just think that this experiment with Gary Sanchez is not working. When your best pitchers don't want him behind the plate when they're pitching, that says something. Well, if, if he was a better defensive catcher, yeah, how you know how much leeway would you give him offensively? Well, that's like saying you know if if I was you know good not, looking not and a leading but, man, you know. I, well, no, but not an all star, but better. If he wasn't atrocious behind the plate, yeah, I, then, I, then I, you'd I, say, well, I, listen, I, he's you know he's he, he hits a lot better. Here's, here's, my, here's, a lot of here's my point. Two years ago, or even a year ago, I think the Yankees could have moved him and gotten some 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 better players for him. I think that this, there's a little bit of a stubbornness with the Yankees organization to hold on to Gary Sanchez, and maybe they have shopped him, and maybe there's no not, people that aren't very aren't that interested. The scouts are still pretty high on him. There's something about this guy that makes people want to stick with him, but. I, I just don't see it. I just, I don't, I've never seen it and I just don't see it. And, and he's got big shoes to fill. The Yankees have had some great catchers over the years. Um, but I, I don't, I think he's the second or maybe third best catcher on the Yankees roster right now. And that's saying a lot yeah. for somebody that they've committed that much to. Yeah. And, and, well, I guess, I mean, if you've got, if you've got a guy who is a much better defensive catcher and it's kind of a hole on offense, or at least yeah. an unknown on offense. I guess you'd rather have that in there, right. on, on, you know, as your as your more or less everyday starter. And, and look, if he was lighting it up at the plate and he just couldn't figure it out as catcher, then I would say, okay, DH him, catch him half the time. Maybe, but 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 they have two guys that are better at first base. Where else is he going to go? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, my point being again is that he they could have gotten something much better for him. And I just feel like he's just, there's going to be two or three more years of this and it's going to be the same story. Well, I, I personally think that their method, the method to their madness is they want him to, they want his bat to bounce back. Right. And then if they have a, have a way to, 
keep him around as a DH and, you know, throw him in once in a while in a, in, in a non... But, but, he, but he hit 136 or something like that. Right, right. I mean, but with that lineup, it's hard to get in as The only a thing they can do right now with the, the, the right. way he hit last year and the way he played last year is let him go, right? right? So they want to get something for him, you know? Keep him, hopefully his bat bounces back, and then use him at the trade deadline, you know? Somebody needs another bat. An American League team needs a, needs a DH and a bat to get over the hump. Boom, they can get something for him. Right. You know, that's yeah. That, I, that's, I mean, that's that's what I think they're doing. With right. This. Yeah. It, it, if if things continue the way they are, he's going to be no more than a throw-in in any trade. Well, hopefully, instead of hopefully he you know, woke up in the off season and he realized that hey, I need to do something different. Yeah. And um, you know, maybe. Who knows? We will see. I just thought. I just. I have seen nothing from the Yankees that makes me think that they're going to be any better than they were last year. And they, I mean, yeah. Yankees are a good team. They they just they're they're not. They're not going to be Tampa Bay. They're not. I mean, they're just. They're going to slide a little backwards because of their pitching. And uh, why go out and get Cole if you're not going to back him up with a couple other starters that can? It seems like they've given up on some of the other guys who they're going to let go. So I mean, they need to fill some roster spots. It's it's kind of like they don't they don't have an identity. No. Like, what are you going to be? Are you you know are you going to rely on the home run? I guess they're going to rely on the home runs because that. They're always going to have fans in the seats, though. They don't have to worry about their fan base. No. But they don't, you know, are you going to go with pitching and, and you know, go with pitching wins championships and you get enough hitting to complement that? Right. Or are you going to be a bunch of bashers and you have one ace and maybe you have a good closer and, you know. Well, name, name, one, name one team that hits as well and, you know, where the, where the home, where they have horrible pitching or mediocre pitching at best and great hitting and they've won a championship. It doesn't happen. You right. have to have the pitching. Right. You have to have the pitching and timely hitting. But now, they don't seem to be willing to commit to that identity. No, no because they've they've spent all their money on on guys that just aren't, you know, contributing right. to the cause. Jeter, right. that traitor. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I want to get down to it, right? Ever, best deal he ever made was getting rid of Stan. Best deal he ever made was getting rid of Stan. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> that's um, the only deal he ever made. Yeah, really. <laughs> On uh, on another note, uh, you know, sad day uh, the other day, um, Phil Necro. Um, oh yeah, 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 lost the knuckleballer. The knuckleballer, uh, eighty-one years old. Um, you know, Phil and Joe Necro. Yeah, those guys did anything and everything to Absolutely. that they possibly could to make that ball do weird things. And they, they pitched into their sixties, didn't they? Well, yeah, they they <laughs> were also sponsored by Vaseline. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I remember there was a game where, like, I, I, and I could be making this up, but it's maybe selective memory. But I do—I think there was a game where the camera caught him with a nail file on the mound, <laughs> scraping the ball down. You know, it's just—it <laughs> was Phil's nails, not the ball. It yeah, nails. yeah. It, it, it yeah. seemed like when they, like, when they were, like, in the middle of their career, they were already fifty years old. You know, it just—I it, yeah, don't ever. Always seemed like they were older than. Never they were. like, oh yeah, what the Negro boys, them, the like, Negro boys. But they pitched what forever. Them pitching in, pitching in the World Series at age like forty nine or something. Yeah, right? yeah, they were, they were older. Yeah, Listen, imagine what they could have done with, with nail technology today, right? Yeah, they could have had like little metal. Yeah, the, all, the, all the all the cameras now would have caught everything. Would caught everything. No, but I mean, yeah. it could have just made it look like a fingernail. It could have just yeah. been gripping the ball and scr- oh, yeah. It wouldn't have needed a nail file or any. No, he just yeah. loaded it up with. I mean, you know, he'd take his hat off and he'd have like you know, tube of brill cream in there or something. It just the yeah. ball would the ball would hit the catcher's mitt and splatter. No, it's just it's still still uh, still fun to watch him pitch. Oh, he was great. Uh, you know, I mean, other than. Other than Wakefield, 
maybe not a better knuckleballer in oh, yeah. the history of the game. No, no, he was he was a great knuckleballer. Yeah, in the world, but yeah, the other day, um, eighty-one years old. But God bless him. That's, you know. That's pretty good life. There you go, baseball you player. Go. All right. Um, uh, quickly into the NBA. Little little NBA action. Uh, hey, uh, Harry. Knicks and the you, Nets have the same record, Harry. What do you think of the What do you think of the Knicks? Uh, what do you think of the Knicks? There, I'll, I'll tell you what I think of the Knicks. I think the players that I that I liked in the preseason and the end of last year are, are performing well. Julius Randle's come out. It's he's, he's he's been a beast the last couple of yeah, days. Yeah, and 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 the Knicks are better when Alfred Payton's in the game, and they've they've had you know uh, this starting lineup of Payton and, and Randle and Mitchell and R.J. Barrett and uh, Reggie uh, was it Reggie Bullock? Bullock, yeah. They look okay. I mean, they're they're ready to have an all star step in and, and and play with them, but you know, Randall's the, Randall's their best player, and Alfred Payton has had when he goes well, the Knicks look pretty well. Now they yeah. they beat it. They beat an undefeated Cleveland Cavaliers team without yeah. Kevin Love, yeah. um, and they beat the Bucks by what, twenty. They beat the Bucks by twenty, one hundred and thirty to one hundred and ten, and I said yeah. that the Bucks were, you know, going to be uh, the Bucks. I mean, are, the Bucks are having game, a little bit of chemistry problems right now. A little they're, bit, yeah, yeah. They they haven't looked fantastic. In fact, they're losing to the Heat right now, one nineteen, one hundred eight. They they lost and they lost. And they so the lost. Bucks, are, so the Bucks are two and two, you know, or two and three now. Two and three, yeah, yeah. So the Heat last night too, right, or two nights ago. Two nights yeah, ago. They had, I think they had back to back with games with the Heat. My, Miami looks pretty good. Although they're only two and two, I mean, you know, it's too early to tell. It's yeah, um, we're, we're we're a week into the season, so. Yeah. But, but the uh, the, but, the net the Nets and the Hawks tonight had an old ABA throwback game, one forty five to one forty one. Oh Jesus! Atlanta's three and one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Trey, they were they were undefeated before tonight. Yeah, Trey Trey Young's having a you know he he's having a look. I, look, I I, I think uh, I think it's going to be an interesting NBA season. I think some of these teams that people have maybe counted out in, in the last few years are going to be a, a little better. And then it's too early for the Knicks, but they, they do seem to have a little bit of a different um, energy out yeah. there right now. They have they a little, they're more disciplined. They are. Yeah. And, 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 and their and, defense and, is better. And quick, quickly and top and have been out, uh, you know, so I, I mean, the, the, the fact that they're playing, I mean, I grant that they're rookies, but you know, yeah. the, uh, the, the fact that they're playing, uh, what they're what they're playing like and they're going they're going with a seven and eight man rotation right now yeah. i mean they're not really playing a lot of guys kevin knox is you know again i just think he's kind of a bust he's a he's a good bench guy he's a bench guy yeah. let's see if i mean rj barrett's now kind of the third option on this next team so we'll see what happens well randall had a triple double last night yeah. uh, over the Cavs. so and, i mean he's he's done that before even when he was on the lakers and before the the lakers pre-lebron he was kind of one of their go-to guys that 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 showed signs. Um, maybe Thibodeau's given them a little bit of discipline. That's 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 helping. They seem to be turning the ball over a lot less, and they seem to be able to close out some games. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And maybe they're, they're, uh, they're, maybe they're uh, caught up in the in the whole Knicks mystique. You know, they, they maybe they, they're young and they realize we got a lot of work to do, and this is our, this, our this, chance for us to kind of rebuild the Knicks. So. There is no Knicks mystique for these guys. They, they're too young. Yeah, that's what they're, I mean. They're, they're, yeah. they're young, and so they're like, well, now this is our team. Right. So yeah. We're going we're gonna to create make a it. persona. And we'll, they're all trying yeah. to have a good year so they can be picked up by the Lakers. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a possibility, too. But listen, if you get a good year out of them, then... Yeah. You know, then then it's worth it, I guess. The, the Knicks are first uh, are first right now in uh, thir- three point percentage. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's been. Four, it's been. Forty-five point nine. Harden and the Rockets. Look, I mean that that whole drama is getting weirder and weirder. Uh, my the Nuggets were off to a tough start. They lost a tough one to Sacramento. Came back, beat Houston, and uh, I think they're missing Jeremy Grant. And uh, you know, it's the 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 Brooklyn looks good. Uh, what do you think about them? What do you think about uh, Nash sitting uh, Katie and Kyrie both together at the same time on, on the same game? I mean, are we really load management on the third game of the season? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if that was more uh, just to get an idea of what it's going to look like when one of them <laughs> gets hurt and misses a couple of weeks. I mean, the Nets. So are, you can't you can't play the other guy every minute of every game. So who else have the Nets lost to? They've lost two games. I can't remember who else they lost to. Um, who was it? Was it Memphis and? Uh... Yeah, Memphis doesn't look bad right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they lost to Charlotte. Charlotte, that was. Charlotte. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, listen, they're gonna like I said, they're they looked great the first couple of games, but they're gonna have their own set of growing pains. Um, you know, with a new coach, uh, first time coach, and uh, it's not always gonna be uh, you know cake and strawberries. Spencer no. Dinwiddie's not out with too. Kyrie Irving. Spencer Dinwiddie's out too. He's got a partial. And Dinwiddie's out. For the yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be a big loss for them. Although Levert, yeah. you know, you know, you talk about them not playing. Kyrie and Durant, Levert had twenty eight points and eleven assists last night. So yeah, well, he's look. He would be he would Maybe. be a number one on a lot of teams, number one option, and or at least a number two option on a lot of other teams in the NBA. And mm-hmm. and it's I think yeah, you can talk about KD and Kyrie, but the greatest strength of the Nets is probably their depth, and that definitely took a hit with Dinwiddie going out. But well, with Dinwiddie they, out now, that opens the door to the, for them to get Harden, right? <laughs> no, they'll, still, they'll have to. Well, that, I, all that depth is gone, though. It, lo- it looks like it looks like it looks like Harden's thinking about Portland, and there have been some rumors about Harden coming to the, to the Nuggets. I mean, they'd have, Nuggets would have to give up probably Porter, Michael Porter Jr., and uh, Gary Harris. Would you make that trade? I'm split on this because I, I don't. I'm not naive enough to think the Nuggets have enough to win a championship with the talent that they have. Right. Having said that, I really I, I I can't I could picture totally picture Harden playing with uh God why am I drawing a blank on his name the the the, the Nuggets center uh, Jokic I could p- totally oh, okay. picture Jokic and Harden playing together I'm not sure how Murray and Harden would work together but I I the answer is yes if it was Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris and that's it for James Harden for two years or something along those lines, and he's actually committed to coming here, then I would say yes, because I think that makes a really, really interesting – I mean, I don't think the Nuggets are going to win the championship with the with the roster that they have right now. In fact, right. I, think they, I think they took a step back by losing Jeremy Grant. I, I, why not? Why not? Why not? It'd be fun. Who else, is, who else wants to come to the Nuggets? As long sure. as uh, Jokic is going to be uh... – Satisfied with being number two, Yo- Jokic. Fine. Jokic, you have to yell at him to shoot sometimes. I, I, that, I, that 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 guy would be so happy to have. Imagine if he if all of a sudden he turns around at, at the high post and he's got Jamal Murray or James Harden to pass it to. Jokic might have twenty three assists a game. I just saw he had like it's. 44th triple double or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a machine. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the issue is, is Harden, is Harden willing to put aside some of his personal stats to actually play 
when the game's on the line, come playoff time, is he willing to just move the ball and pass the look James Harden when he was on Oklahoma City was a guy who came in and could play with the with Durant and, and Westbrook. There's something going on with Harden where it's just it doesn't seem quite right. He's he's an amazing player with stats that are just off the charts, but it just seems like he's not the right fit anywhere. It's right. it, it, it just seems like he might not be the best chemistry addition to any team. And uh, but we'll see. Right. I mean, he's 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 not going to stay in Houston. I mean, he's I'd say that's Houston. definitely the case. No, he's not staying in Houston. No. I, I still think he goes to Philly, but. Yeah, you think, much. you think he's going to Philly? You think? I think so. I think he wants to he'd get back with Maury, who loves him, right. and uh, team up with um, what's his name? <laughs> oh, him, uh, Daryl Dawkins. No, um, Embiid. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But the, the 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 for that, I think the Sixers would probably have to give up Simmons, which I'm okay with. Look, I you, think you, they would. I think they'd be fine with that. If you listen to all the the national pundits, you know, you watch first take or anything. People are so hot. If only all he has to do is gain a shot. Well, that's like saying, you know, uh, you're a pitcher in the in, in Major League Baseball. All he has to do is find his way over the plate every once in a while. Well, <laughs> all he needs is a fan. He's got. He's, he's, got great, he's a great defensive guy. Yeah. But look, he doesn't get along with Embiid anyway. No. So if you're going to have two guys that don't necessarily get along, would you rather have James Harden? Yeah. If you're trying to, or or Simmons, if you're trying to win a championship, uh, right I, now. I think I think if you're the Sixers, if you're Miami, if you're Portland, if you're S- San Antonio, if you're any of these teams, other than the Lakers, the Nets, I don't even know who else. I think I think you say yes because you don't know. Because it's a crapshoot. James Harden has never really been able to to will a team to an NBA championship or even an NBA finals. But he's he's got to be the. I mean, he's got to be the top free agent out there. And he immediately he immediately makes your team better on paper, whether or not you're actually a better team or not. I don't know. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, that's that's that. I like your I like your idea. I actually like I like the idea of Nuggets uh, for him. I I do too. You would think eventually he would want to win and would come to the realization that maybe I have to do things a little bit differently, but not that much differently. I'm still going to be the number one guy and I can get, I can get a ring or two out of it. Here's the thing with Harden that, that concerns me a little bit is that he was a D'Antoni guy, which means that D'Antoni was sort of like, let him do whatever the hell he wants. Eh, Defense. eh, That's so American defense. We don't want defense, you know, it, it's it, it. We all know how what, much you love uh, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, well, he's horrible. But <laughs> what bothers me about Harden is that he he just he 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 just looks like he turns sour on a team that committed itself his their, their entire organization to him, and he also looks out of shape. He just looks out of shape. Maybe it's just the new haircut or something. I don't know. But he looks like a different player now. He had a horrible game the other night against the Nuggets and scored thirty four points. He's one of those guys that can put up 35, 40 points like nothing. But he can also come up short at crucial times in in the playoffs. And his turnover ratio is hard, and the ball seems to stop moving when it's in his hands. Now, having said that, I've seen moments where he is absolutely brilliant, especially in the open court, and he he can be a playmaker like no other. What I like about him on the Nuggets, even though the Nuggets, you know, you 
is that he can sort of act as that 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 point guard who can shoot. I think it would free Murray up a little bit. The Nuggets really don't have a point guard. Murray's kind of their point guard right now. I just think that if they could, if if he could say, okay, here's what I know the Nuggets have. Here's where I fit in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lower my points per game by eight or nine points to win a championship. Then yeah. But if he if 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 he's not interested in that and he's not willing to play defense and not willing to buy into to Mike Malone's uh, you know strategy, then no, I don't think so. And, and and you have to be careful with what you have to give up for him because right now the Nuggets have a a good second team, and you know Porter's starting finally on, on this team. What do you have to give up, Gary Harris? I'm not too concerned about, although Gary Harris is a really good defensive backward guy, and he seems to pair up pretty well with Murray. Porter would be a little bit of a bigger loss only because of the potential he might have. But if that's all you're going to lose, and you can get James Harden for one or two seasons, even if it's just for two years, because I think that's what he has left on his contract. I believe so. Um, yeah, it's worth a shot. I think it's worth a shot, and I, and I I you know he's I don't think Brooklyn's going to pull the trigger on him. I hope no, they shouldn't. They I don't. Shouldn't. Th- I don't think Portland's really all that interested, even though he said that. I, you know, I just don't think those guys. I don't think he fits quite as well there. Yeah, but I think I think him playing with Jokic could be really, really, really fun to watch, and that makes Murray a guy who's never going to be double teamed, right? And that right. that's dangerous because I don't think Murray is 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 quite yet the guy who's the ball in his hand, game on the line top 10 player in the league. But if Murray's your third option, then you've got a good team. Yeah. You'd love sense. that, wouldn't you? That's the Denver You would report. love that. that would I would be, love it. That's the Denver report for the day. <laughs> I would love it. We do in-depth in Denver sports on this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the only Denver sport I really care about. But look. Retro <laughs> video games. Come, sex, sex get, calls, James and, Harden, let, let your cornrows out and come to Denver. Come, come on, Denver. In-depth Denver. In Denver sports. There you go. Well, we just spent four hours on the Jets and Giants. <laughs> this is true. This is definitely so, true. Something a little bit more exciting that might actually lead to a championship before yeah. 2033. <laughs> well, but one of them, one of those two teams is a potential playoff team, and the other is comically bad. So, so yeah, you but I, I, a couple I, of wins. I'm not sure which they're, is which, though. They're both comically bad. <laughs> yeah. One just so, happens to be in a really shitty division. They're, they're worth. They're worthy of some discussion, I guess. Exactly. exactly. Probably, right. probably not as much time as we devote. Hang on, I haven't talked about the Nuggets all this most. Listen, only no, one we're gonna... more. Probably only one more week do we have to speak about the Jets or and the Giants. Yeah, I maybe mean, a little bit longer for the Giants. Uh, that would we'll be digging. Would we'll be digging deep into the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis well, look, Grizzlies, yeah, we got this week. They have games. If the Giants win the division, then we have another week of playoff games. Then we do one more week. Our team wrap up. Right. And then we're done with the Jets and the Giants. Exactly. Until then we got then we got play playoffs playoff games to talk about, and we'll be doing more basketball. So, yeah. You know, and as 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 uh, Hot Stove heats up, we'll get obviously as they start signing people, we'll have more. That's of that, right. Though, so, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, that'll wrap up the show for today. We want to thank everybody for watching, and for those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Log Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. 
And for those of you that just want to listen to the ish, yeah. And for those of you that just want to listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds and you will never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve. Be safe and enjoy yourselves with whatever it is you're doing at obviously a, you know, in a safe manner, if you will. Uh, and have a wonderful, happy, and healthy new year. Here's to a great 2021 and uh, all that goes along with that. Hopefully everything is uh, is starting on an uptick, folks. Uh, but we'll be with you all along. Again, have a happy new year, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, folks. And, and don't forget there's some college football being played this weekend, too. There is, There are, yeah. There's some, uh, what do they call them? Bowl games or something? Bowl games. Playoffs, yeah. actually. They yeah. call them the playoffs. So. Playoffs, playoffs. Uh, yeah. Getting ready for... Uh... If, you, if you can, free up your Friday so you could watch a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about a couple of them next week. We can talk about Instead that. Instead of the Jets and the Giants. Well, we'll, we'll cut our NBA time down and... Uh, there, there you go. We'll, 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 we'll cut back. We'll, we'll cut back on uh, our hot stove talk next week. Right. Yeah. Top ten, pack ten teams that could beat the Jets. <laughs> and there's more. We, we'll need. I, we'll I think need there's more than CD ten. And e to do that. There's only ten in there, but there's more than ten that can. So. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, happy New Year, folks. Enjoy. Take care. Throws her a grapefruit